Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to what up? Market hey. Mondays. The market is closed, but Market Mondays is open. That's a common Always. thing. Yes. <laughs> Always working. Hope you guys um, are enjoying your last couple hours of summer, the mm-hmm. unofficial end of summer, Labor Day. Is it? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the unof- I think the official day is the 22nd. Uh, for the summer solstice, but uh, yep. the unofficial first, the unofficial day is Labor Day. Yep. Um, I'm not even sure what Labor Day is. I, I think it's for labor workers. I'm assuming holiday for workers. Yeah, for uh, people who fought for labor unions. I looked this up. So people who fought for labor unions throughout the country, and people who have just worked tirelessly throughout the year, it's mm-hmm. a day of rest and acknowledgement for them. So shout out to all the the workers out there, and you know what tomorrow is up here. Back to school. Yeah, oh, first man. day of school. Yeah, first day oh, of school wow. for the kitty. Yeah. Worst time of the worst time of the year. It still gives me anxiety when I think about Shout it. Shout out to Randy Floyd. Um, I ran into him today. Uh, yeah, guidance counselor at our old high school. We got some big things for planned for Woodland High School, but yeah. I think not Randy Floyd. <laughs> Joe Floyd. Joe Floyd. I'm about to say you ran into Randy Floyd? Joe Floyd. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Floyd. Shout out to Villanova. <laughs> yes, yes. And Randy. Yes. <laughs> Randy a Villanova legend. That's a fact. Yes. Yeah. Um all right, so we're going to get into this. Um, I'm not going to rant for a half an hour because I know a lot of you guys were unhappy about that. So The new rants and gyms. Rants and gyms. We're going to give you as much information as possible. Beforehand, quick announcements. Um, tomorrow, big episode, the legend himself, Eric Thomas. Yeah. E.T., um, that's a dope one. Talks about his whole backstory, his business structure. Of course, a lot of motivation, inspiration but really detailed. And we interviewed him with his partner, CJ. Which is very rare, very rare. CJ, CJ doesn't does. really do interviews and uh, CJ's the man, the man behind the scenes. So, you know, it was dope to have them together. So Eric Thomas and CJ tomorrow at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time, check it out, don't miss it. And then this week is a big week for us. Of course, we got Fashion Week on Friday. Um, so, all right, here's the deal with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's one cool. of these things where listen you know, up folks all right so it it, it kind of went a little it went it went crazy so what we're going to do is um because the venue it was issues with the venue da, 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 da. so we can only fit a certain amount of people in the venue and everybody that rsvp'd is not going to be able to attend unfortunately so what we're going to do is we're going to send emails out by tomorrow and if you get an email saying that you, you can attend your RSVP is, is good, then you can come. If you get an email that says that we were not able 
to honor the RSVP, then um, that means that we just we couldn't do it. Um, so thank you, United Masters is going to send everybody that couldn't make it. They're going to send them a, a video of the event and they're going to get some other bonuses and different things of that nature. Um, but, you know, we love all of you, but unfortunately, you know, the venue was just not big enough to facilitate every single person. And we don't want to do what we did in London where we have 2,500 people on the street in Brooklyn. Different city. It's a little different. A little different in New York. We do not um, want that. But if you are there, guarantee vibe, um, legendary situation. And uh, it's one of these, it's going to be a night to remember. But what we did do also is that we added Thursday. So Thursday is going to be all day education. Um, and we, my God, Mike B is going to be there. And this is going to be people that's actually in the fashion world. And they're going to be educating people on the business of fashion, um, the difference between, you know, different fabrics, cut and sew. So it's going to be a whole day of education for free. And you can RSVP for that because there's still some some tickets available for that. So I'll put the link in the description of this video. You can RSVP for that if you want. That's on Thursday. And once again, that's education. That's all day education in the, in the world of fashion. Some of the top minds in fashion will be there and they will be, you know, talking about their journey, giving information, workshop type settings, going to be real dope. And then Friday, of course, is the big show. Um, it, it will be a historical event. And uh, if, if you... <laughs> Gonna be amazing. I'm looking forward to you it. You want me to lie to you? <laughs> of course it is. It's gonna be historical. Uh drip responsibly. Uh, you know, that's that's all Shotty already geared up. Oh, we ready. <laughs> trust, yeah, yeah. trust me. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be I got I got I'm working on some. I'm working on yeah. something. Everything's top secret. Um yeah. people were like, what's gonna happen at the show? It's top secret. Everything top secret. People yeah. like, what you gonna wear? Top secret. Top Yo, secret. we don't the, the, I, we don't even know what we, we like. I don't know what he's wearing, and he don't know what I'm wearing. We just yeah, show I up, finalize, yeah, and yeah. Now we we don't do that. We don't like, hey, Shai, I'm like, yo, what you, what you gonna wear? I'm just like, yo, I know he gonna show up, so let me show up, show up. And then when we meet for the first time, I'm like, yeah, he put that shit Ian, on. Ian Dunlap <laughs> will be in the building, absolutely. And all my glory. have you have you picked out your outfit? I picked out a few. Okay, oh, <laughs> you gotta have outfits. Oh, okay, gotta ask I like my that. Gotta, Gotta yeah, have yeah, I may do a wardrobe change. Wardrobe you know, change. Wardrobe change is, is never a bad idea. That might be it's never facilitate that. That is uh, okay. But uh, you know, it's it's gonna be a vibe, man. It's gonna be a big day. Weather's gonna be great too. Yeah, it's gonna be I think 82 degrees. They say it's gonna be amazing. Weather man. in New out. York is amazing. You know what else is amazing in New York? The pizza. When I come out there, <laughs> I hope I hope they hit your DMs up about that. Boy, I for real got like 400 messages at least. So I will stop my slander and shout out to everybody in New Jersey who's going to protect me while I'm out there. I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> BK. But nah, but once again, um, we love you guys. Sorry for the inconvenience. Check your emails. And everybody that is able to attend on Friday is going to be a vibe. And if you're not able to attend on Friday, of course, we're going to have a bunch of other events, you know, throughout the course of the year. And, um, you know, we'll be publishing everything. You'll be able to see everything. And, you know, we'll, we'll be doing different type of events all, all throughout the course of the year, some big, some small. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, this has just had to be a little bit more intimate. All right. Uh, yeah. so if, if they are attending, can you give them some advice for what they should wear to have the biggest impact and be able to stand out? Um, good question. I feel like you should always be comfortable no matter what you do. And everybody's sense of style is different. But um, for me personally, I'm a big fan of colors. 
And I think especially if you're in a, an environment like this, where there's going to be a lot of people from the fashion world, a lot of, you know, everybody's going to be into fashion on a fashion mm -hmm. vibe. One way to stand out is colors. Hint, hint on what I might do without giving it away. But colors is never a bad idea. I'm a big fan of colors. Um, but you can also play it. You know, you could do neutral. You could do black. You could do white. You could do cream as long as you fly. But um, I feel like, you know, the inner confidence is always the most important thing. So yes. what you're wearing is one thing, but what's inside of you is more important. And if you have inner confidence and, you know, you're not afraid to introduce yourself to people, you're not afraid to speak, um, you're going to stand out for sure. So, you know, just make sure you moisturize your skin, drink a lot of water. <laughs> that matters. That, that's important. I don't, I don't even think we should, I don't want to limit anybody's artistic art expression. And so I just say, whatever you think is fly, just wear that. But comfortability is important. I've seen a lot of people, they sacrifice the look for comfort. And then by an hour in, they're like, yo, I can't wear this no more. My foot hurts. The, the zip is about yeah. to rip. So make sure that you're comfortable. It's going to be a beautiful evening. It's going to be a beautiful day in New York City on Friday. So come ready. Just drip responsibly. That's all. Like, your fly is your fly. And that's what's going to, you know, the first time somebody comes in contact with you, they're going to see what you look like. And that's going to be the first representation before you ever speak. So keep that in mind as well. Fellas, yeah, Tom Ford Cologne is always a good one to go with too. Tom Ford is a solid one. Yes. That's a solid one. Yep. Chanel Blue is another one. Chanel, I just yes. wore Chanel today. You got Chanel? Um, I smells when you came in. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, shout out to the United Masters, um, our partners in that. Shout out to Ally, our other partner in that. Uh, so we want to let you know about a great choice if you're looking to bank or invest. Ally is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service and relentlessly focused on doing it right for both customers and our communities. Ally is giving away, giving our Market Monday viewers a special offer on ally.com slash EYL so that you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter most to you. Again, that's ally.com slash EYL. For everything we need, we're all better off with an ally. Securities, products, them. and services are offered through Ally Invest Securities. LLC, member of FINRA, SIPC, and shout out to the good folks. We will see them and you uh, on Friday. So real quick, you know how this works, do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for inf informational purposes only. It's very important that you do your own analysis before making in any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you hear on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good brothers at Earn Your Leisure and the good brother, Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. All Appreciate right. y'all. Ian, announcements? Uh, Stock Club call will be tomorrow at 9.30. Um, all my meetings will be moved to Wednesdays at 3 p.m. So for those of you, if we have a meeting scheduled, gonna do a group call and then I'll see you guys in New York. Uh, for this amazing Fashion Week event. And uh, we'll be in Future Proof the 12th. Yeah. So we'll Josh Brown to, to do a live version. Shout out to Josh Brown. Yes, Huntington Beach, California. Get your tickets. We'll be at Future Proof Conference. All of us, all three of us, will be doing Market Mondays um, from Huntington Beach. Always a good reason yeah, to get to California. Good. Yeah. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash businessgoldcard.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that's a vibe. Finance on the beach. Sounds good to me. Yeah, like that. Absolutely. Um, all right. So <laughs> let, let, let's get into this. So um, I want to start. I want to start with this Bank of America thing because that's very controversial. Got a lot of attention. Shout out to MG the Mortgage Guy. He posted it. I reposted it. Then they did a whole episode about it. So check that episode out for more context. But Bank of America launches zero down mortgage program for Black and Hispanic first time home buyers. Do you think this will be good in the long term for us or harmful. And let me just say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it wasn't necessarily for black or brown. Mm-mm. It was just for neighborhoods and it's for minority people, but it's it's more it's more geared towards the actual neighborhood, which the neighborhood could be our black and brown neighborhoods, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that you have to be black and brown. Is that correct? Yeah, I think the incentives was to create more first time home buyers. And so some of the the barriers that have been stopped in the black and brown community has been down payment, things like that. So the program was just for first time home buyers to try to alleviate the wealth gap. We know that a lot of the wealth gap was separated from the fifties to I mean the forties and fifties to now because of uh, the, the equity in homes and home ownership. And so that was something that we were alienated from even the effects of it have felt now today. So this was like the program's idea was based on that. Now the location part is like, those are some of the criteria. And so there's a there's a, a few of them, I'm, I'm gonna run down. Ian, I know I want, you wanna say something just really quickly. So it's gonna allow first time home buyers to purchase a home with no down payment, no mortgage insurance and zero, zero closing costs. But there are some criteria for it, right? So the first thing is you have to be credit worthy. There's no specific credit score to be in the program, but you have to be credit worthy so that they're gonna look, are you paying your bills on time? Are you paying your light bill, your uh, electricity bill? But there's no specific credit score. So I know like in traditional lending, it's like, yo, you got to have a 520 or you got to have a 650 um, to qualify for some program. So there's no specific score, but you have to be credit worthy. The other part is um, that the eligibility is going to be based on your income and the location of the property. And so that's where the, the property, yeah, that's, that's where the property, neighborhood. yeah, it depends on where you're going to do it at. And so they're going to use the credit guidelines, like I said, timely rent, utility bills, phone, and auto insurance payments to determine how creditworthy you are. The other part is that you have to complete, right? Before you can even be a part or considered, you have to complete a home buyer certification course provided by uh, the Bank of America and HUD, approved uh, housing counseling partners, before you can even submit for the loan application. So, so those are the things that you have to do in, even, in order to even be a part of the program. So I just want to get everybody to complete information on it. Um, the, the parts of it that I do like is that it is going to give people a chance who may not have, like you said, have the money for the down payment to become a home owner. That part I do like a program like this has been done in my hometown um, of East Chicago, Indiana. So that part I'm in love with. The part that I'm worried about are two things. Number one, possibility for gentrification. So the credit worthiness part is a part because if there's no transparent guidelines to the consumer base for what is needed. What if some applicants get turned down and it de- you're deemed not credit worthy, but people, let's say California, New York, 
if our communities don't get access to these loans and these areas get gentrified at a faster rate, that is a cause for concern for me. And then, given that we're in a downturn, they haven't announced that we're officially in a recession. 2023, they probably will. I don't want in 2024, the housing collapse to be blamed on us as it was in 2007 and 2008. Anyone who's been in the financial industry knows for the longest time that when these mortgages were created, bundled up, they were using in swap trading and derivatives trading, it was not the home buyer's fault for accepting the loans because if you went through underwriting and your loan was accepted, that is a responsibility of the bank, the underwriter and the institutions, but you always need a fall guy in these situations. So those are my two concerns about it. On a surface level, I like it, but never historically has most banks or institutions ever done something for our communities and there was not a catch to it. I do like Bank of America as a company. I do like it as a stock. I do like Brian Moynihan, the CEO. He's been fantastic over the last 14, 15 years that he's been in. But those are my two concerns that I have about the program. I got I got two concerns as well. Two, so when you hear, no, I, when it says credit, credit worthiness, I worry about what the interest rate will be, right? Because mm. based on your credit score will determine how you, you know, what the interest rate will be. So when credit worthiness doesn't really tell me where I'm going to fall at if I'm in this program, if I'm selected. The other part is that when you say no down payment, that just means that the home loan is going to cover the entire value of the property. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the person that would have put 20% down, obviously they're going to have lower payments. Whereas now if the entire thing is covered inside the value of the home, the $400,000 home is now going to cost you maybe $5,000 a month to pay the mortgage. That's tough. Right. Now, if somebody while interest can't, rates are going up, while interest rates are going up, mm -hmm. which will lead long-term if we can't afford it to more defaults. Right. And so like now, how does that how does that affect us long term? Right. We default on that home. We were in this program. Who gets right? So who gets the opportunity to now see some of the opportunities of buying these homes who are from people who were once in this program? So those are like two of the things that I'm looking long term. I'm like, yeah, we, I kind of need to hear the details, especially on the interest rate. And especially if, let's say, in two or three years, there's a 12 percent default rate in 2030. The talking point is going to be, well, we tried this before and it didn't work and it failed. I wish they would have done this when interest rates were at zero. And then now your mortgage rate was like 2.1%, 2.5%, even at 5.5, most people can't handle it. If we get back to 8%, like how we were in 2008, it is going to be disastrous, especially with what's the average rental price in New York now, 4,300 in Manhattan. So yeah. if you're getting a house, it's 900,000. It's going to eat into like 40 or 50% of your income. Even, even if you are making mid six figures, I wish they would have done this sooner. I really do. Um, I know Matt I probably thought I was going to go crazy, but <laughs> try to keep it calm. Well, they have similar programs. I mean, NACA is something that we've covered before. I know Matt has talked about that before. And that is a program that is actually very similar to this. Um, if you really look at the framework of it, uh, it's very strenuous as far as to get through the program. But NACA is a program that you can actually um, buy a home with no no down payment, no closing costs, no like anything really. Um, 
And you know, your credit score doesn't really have to be that great, but you have to go through like a long list of things. You have to go through a class, like even a class that they, that is very similar to NACA. So it's not something that I think is, um, you know, too much different than yeah. what is already kind of already in place in a lot of different places. It's just that, you know, Bank of America put forth, that's why it made such attention because mm -hmm. obviously they're the second biggest, I believe the second biggest bank in America outside of Chase. So that's, that's real big that Bank of America did it, but there's already kind of programs like that in place. Um, but you know, it also Bank of America had a lot of uh, backlash a few months ago um, with a story that came out that we actually published that mm -hmm. went viral where they were declining black people for refinancing at a much higher rate than they were declining white people for refinancing. So I don't know, maybe this is a, a way to kind of, you know, Offset clean that. up some of that, Change some of that um, negative uh, publicity that they received. Um, I don't know, but you know, we'll see. I think it's always beneficial whenever you can try to get people in, in homes. But, um, you know, it's also, you know, people have to be ready to, to be in a home as well. So, you know, it doesn't make any sense to just get a house and not have any money because anything can happen, anything can go wrong. And, um, you know, you don't want to put yourself in a burden mm -hmm. where you have a home and now you're just working just to pay your mortgage. That's kind of like, you know, defeating the purpose in a sense, because that's what most people do. And I spoke about this a few years ago when we were in L.A. And I said that most people, for most people, buying a home is not the right thing to do. And then people mm -hmm. didn't fully understand what I was saying. But I was saying that, you know, I was a financial advisor for 12 years. And I saw where a lot of people would cash out their 401ks. They would liquidate their um, savings account. They would take all the money that they had and to buy a home. And they think that they're doing something beneficial. Yeah. But in reality, you don't have enough money to buy the home. So now you're, you're just struggling just to make ends meet. You depleted all your, all your investment, all your savings. Mm -hmm. And now every single month you're working just to maintain that mortgage and to pay the taxes and to keep the upkeep on the house. That's not a path to wealth. Yeah, of course, the home will probably appreciate over the course of time. But I mean, hopefully in the right area. And in all, in all reality, in that situation, it probably would have been more beneficial to rent and use that money to invest, use that money to start a business and mm -hmm. have more wiggle room. So that's a more advanced conversation that we can have down the line if people are interested in it. But um, everybody's situation is different. But don't be house rich and cash poor yes. because that's, that again, not, that's not a recipe to build wealth. It's not. Yeah. I was gonna say, and there's, there's still costs that are associated, even if you don't have the down payment, like underwriting fees are still something that you're gonna have to pay for. Appraisals are still something you're gonna have to pay for. Titles uh, fees, there's, there's still fees associated with having a house outside of just the down payment and yeah. mortgage, I mean the mortgage insurance. So there's still fees associated, so yeah, exactly. All right, the last point that I wanna make into tie back into what you guys were saying. Um, houses are a product of the bank. So just because you own a house, it does not mean that it is the best investment for you. Please get it at a great interest rate. Please get it in an area in which appreciates if you just need to go to Google or ask next week on the show, which areas are best to invest in because I don't want you guys to hope that your property value is gonna go up and you're in an area where it does not accrue a lot of growth in that area. 
but when we talk about the American dream, the white picket fence, um, it being a good investment, when that doctrine was originally written, that was from the perspective of the bankers who were selling houses and the mortgages that go with. A house is not a good investment un unless you are in an area with low value and it grows tremendously, you get it at a great deal or you eventually sell at home. So I don't want you to be deceived by marketing or propaganda that you should get a home just because. So yeah, thank you for pointing that out, Rashad. There's nothing wrong with renting. Yeah. I, I rented for years. Yeah. Um, Not because I had to, because I wasn't in a hurry to not rent. It's better and, use the capital, put it elsewhere. Exactly, exactly. And it could be a write-off for your business as well. Um, that's another conversation. So let's talk about the FANG stocks. So I want to educate people on what FANG actually is because they might have heard this term and not really sure. So FANG, F-A-A-N-G, is uh, it used to be called Facebook, but it's now Meta. Um, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google. So big tech, when you have big tech companies, um, you know, the largest tech companies in the game, the most important tech companies in the world, um, they may have the acronym of FANG. And these are companies that stock had a tremendous uh, rise over the last decade. Um, not this year, but the last decade, all of these, all of these companies stocks did tremendously well. And there was, you know, they did so well that, you know, people really thought that those were the primary companies that you should invest in and focus your energy in those companies. Um, but obviously times have changed. Uh, Meta struggling. Um, Apple is still doing well. Amazon is going to be in good shape. Amazon and Google, but it hasn't done well in the last 18 months when you look at this chart. Um, and Netflix has done terrible. So you, Ian, have proposed a new acronym called... Man no, no, this was proposed uh, by, uh, yeah. by analysts, yeah, um, yeah. earlier this week. I have a theory, though. I, I thought it was you. I wanted, I wanted to give you credit. I didn't know, you know... I no, I, to... I appreciate okay, the lot, right. but I, I want them to think that I'm, I'm jacking their, okay. uh, their, <laughs> okay. their phrase. The, the the one that we have, I think, is a lot better, but I think it's really interesting. I have a theory, though, that people have been watching the show quietly and wait till we produce and release the show and then talk about the things we've been talking about after. So this list, shout out to Montana, looks a, a lot like the stocks that we've <laughs> talked about here before. So Microsoft, absolutely. one of my babies, love you dearly. Apple, absolutely amazing. Tesla, Alphabet or Google, NVIDIA. We'll talk about that in a few in Amazon. So is Matana the new fame? We're gonna, we gonna call it Montana. 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 So shout out to French. Um, so let's all right, let's go through this. Let's go through this one by one. Microsoft. Amazing. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's let's talk about like let's spend like one minute on each company and explain why it's a good company, why it's a bad company, what our thoughts on it. Microsoft. I know that's something that you obviously have been bullish on for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Why, why, why are you so bullish on Microsoft? Why you could uh, you want me to go? All right. I'll, I'll, I'll start in. And if I, I miss something, you, you pick it up. All right. So Microsoft, it should, I don't even mean when they had the thing thing, I don't even know why if Microsoft wouldn't have been part of it, but it's perfect that this is in the, the Montana Microsoft core business, business to business. They kill cloud service. They kill gaming. They kill 
what else? They have software on 85% of the computers in all exactly. of the world. That alone is enough for me. <laughs> There's four reasons why. That should have, I mean, it should have been on it already. All right. So there's that for Microsoft. Apple, I mean, pretty self-explanatory at this point. Greatest company ever publicly traded. Tesla, this is something that is a very volatile situation. Very, very volatile CEO. What about Tesla? Why? Why is Tesla? a good company to invest in, or is it a good company to invest in? Definitely a good company to invest in. I, um, I like, well, leadership. So for me, when evaluating what to invest in, on terms of the fundamentals, the first thing I'm looking at is the founder because the company is gonna have the DNA or the habits or traits of the founder in it. Um, even though Elon is volatile in some areas, you cannot deny that he is a genius for sure. Uh, probably a hybrid of, Einstein and Steve Jobs rolled into one. And he's the only person that's been able to make electronic vehicles sexy. Like we were the only black men that <laughs> made invest in sexy for our community. So when you're able to move a market, be a visionary leader, be a part of PayPal mafia, the secrets that he holds are like un unlike any other. And of course, California, um, of course, declared in 2035, all gas vehicles will be banned. They will go to EV. Therefore, California will be first. I think New York will be second. Texas will be third. Now he's looking at a 30 or 40 year window where if you think electronic vehicle, you automatically, he is the Mercedes Benz of the EV market. Mm -hmm. You don't want a Prius. I want the Phantom that look like a Phantom. Shout out to Diddy, right? <laughs> so if you're thinking electronic vehicle, if you're going to brand or market share recognition, they are number one in that space and they have no close competitors. Amazing company. I, I, I agree with everything you just said. I probably would put Texas number two only because they're rarely building the facilities there. So like we, when, you take, when you take the, the, right, exactly. The largest population by state is, is California. So you make a move like that in California. 2035 sounds like a long way away, but it's not really when you talk about technology. Um, and they're preparing for it, right? If they're the leader of the space and this is the, the most populated uh, state in the country, that's mm -hmm. that's a big market. And that will set the trend for the rest of the state. So yeah, I think first California, uh, then Texas, and then New York will adopt it. And then once those three states have it, forget about it. Everyone else is falling in place. Yeah, and, in, and, and from a, a technology standpoint too, what, what, what they're doing from the solar standpoint, from the batteries, being able to lease that out, I'm, I'm sure at some point to other companies, yeah, Tesla's oh, one of them. You gotta have. It's currently at two hundred and seventy dollars. It's split. Yeah, one to three. It split uh, a few weeks ago. Yep. Um. Yeah. So long term, Tesla is something that you believe in because they're gonna have Absolutely. competition. They're gonna have competition from Apple. They're gonna have competition from a variety of different people. Yeah, Apple's gonna be uh, their biggest competitor if they ever release that car or that truck. That's the only one I'm worried about. GM or Ford, I'm not worried about. They'll be laggards behind um but apple is the one they, they should be most worried about yeah that makes sense all right um alphabet which for anybody that doesn't know alphabet is, is the parent company of google so google um google yeah. is a very impressive company they own 
the company that we're on right now, which is YouTube. <laughs> right. um, very, very big part of their portfolio. Yes. Um, you know, they have the number one and number two search engines because Google is the number one search engine. YouTube, YouTube is number the two? number two search engine. So they pretty much control the internet. And um, I could argue they have the number one entertainment model for content ever created. The number one entertainment model? Yes. You, As in like, print your content on here for free. We'll figure out what's hot. <laughs> and I'll pay you after it produces. I'll pay you after it's hot. The opposite of Netflix. Yeah, we'll pay you after this hot. We'll pay you, and we'll take thirty percent of what we're gonna pay you. No, yeah, or they'll, they'll frame it as like, well, we'll allow us to keep thirty percent, and you have seventy. Which, even if you look for most entertainers, that's a pretty good split. You've never heard any issues with YouTube keeping their publishing forever or rights to the show, or even in some cases like with Amazon, which we'll talk about. You don't see Google remixing shows they didn't make their own version of mr beast they let mr beast coexist and just live mm -hmm. so also they are a non-competitor to the creatives that are on that platform which is amazing so i think they have the best business model ever for entertainment yeah uh, i just realized something and we'll talk about this later on but um tesla mm -hmm. google mm -hmm. nvidia Amazon and Apple, for that matter, what do they all have in common? This is a good trick question. Um, I don't know. You stop me. Go ahead. Let me phone a friend. Let me phone you. What do they have in common? Within within the last, I want to say eighteen, but definitely in the last twenty-four, just to be safe. But with I'll say maybe in that last eighteen, they all split, split. their stock. Split. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that it? All right, let's let's have this conversation, um, because they all split their stock. Mm -hmm. Why, why is it beneficial for a company to split their stock? I mean, especially now if you are in a recession or money is getting tight. So if you have a company, let's say like Neo, and current price of Neo is at seventeen dollars and seventy three cents. Even if you wanted to invest in Apple, let's say if it was like five ninety per share, historically you're gonna be like, well, let me get the one to seventeen, and even if it goes up to twenty one, I have a chance of making some money. So it's very smart for companies that have major market share, uh, like a true fa a loyal fan base and high volume to split, so the cost basis will be lower. So pension funds can invest in them, hedge funds, and also retail investors and international investors as well. Because at one point, Amazon was so expensive, you you wouldn't even think. It was like the cost of a mortgage for one share. Mm -hmm. Now that it's down, I think people are going to pile into it more. Same for Apple, same for Tesla. I think it's really smart that Elon has done three splits in the last, what, two years <laughs> to keep that price down. So that's the number one competitive reason is to make the price affordable so more people can pile into it. Yeah, more affordability, more profitability, more retail investors get involved. It's, it's, it's the number one reason, right? It looks more attractive when uh, Amazon is $131 compared to $3,700. Absolutely. Right? Even if you're buying fractional shares, now you literally can buy a share. Yeah. And we've seen this with Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, if we look at Berkshire Hathaway class air shares, class air, uh, class A shares, excuse me, it's $417,940. <laughs> 
for one share. B uh, Berkshire Hathaway B shares, cheaper version, is $277. So we've seen this before. Um, I think it's a great adjustment for sure. And Apple, if people don't remember, during their last recession was not a fan favorite. It was volatile, like Tesla. So to now have a leadership position, you want to keep that base of investors. And, and people can say that it doesn't matter when the price doesn't go down in the company. We know people are publicly traded companies. It does have a negative effect on the employee base and company morale when your stock is getting beat up. I agree. Yeah. Um, NVIDIA, uh, let's talk about mm. that. Yeah, NVIDIA took a hit. It's taking a hit, <laughs> but it's still a great company. Uh, so yes. I'm glad that it's on the list because it's just a great company. So I'll just give you like the, the 30 second version of it. Why NVIDIA? We're talking about a company that is ahead of the game when it comes to AI, when it comes to the metaverse, when it comes to pretty much the future of computing. Mm-hmm. You talk about NVIDIA, um, what they've been able to do with the, the graphic processors. I mean, they're ahead of the game. And so obviously computing is something that's not going anywhere and it's only going to be become more of a thing, you have to find the company that is leading the space in that in that uh, area. And they're definitely that company. Even so much so, and maybe we'll talk about it later, that the US has decided to say, hey, mm-hmm. we don't want you selling any of these things to our competitors. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that's my 30 second on NVIDIA. Love the company. In fact, um, I like where it's at right now. Um, and I'm going to add it. This is breaking news. I'm going to add, this is going to be another one of my um, 1,000 shares. Uh, companies yeah so i'm gonna i'm adding this to my thousand share companies with amd uh apple and microsoft nvidia is gonna be my next one bam jamal troy just in case so i'm gonna get some prices because i wanted to be in the group chat like why didn't you say nothing uh low the boat price for sure would be 61 dollars and 73 cent that's like if you have to sell the house that's the price i would get in um for a price that will probably come closer in the next two months uh, 75.53. So NVIDIA 75.53 is where I would look to put some capital in. And NVIDIA is another company I love. Um, if you want to make your own index, you can put NVIDIA and AMD together. Um, their market cap is like 340 billion. They have 21% of, my, of market share currently. I think that will only grow over time. I know they're getting beat up right now. And yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it later, but they've had a hell of a run. If you go back and this is why I always say, invest for the long term in 2015 even towards the highs the stock was like at 10 bucks it grew from 2015 to 2022 excuse me 21 to 346 dollars so when you look at monster domino's pizza t-mobile we can talk about the real secret is the only advantage that we have over hedge funds is that we have to hold for a longer period of time and if we hold the right ones we can have explosive growth I love NVIDIA, even though they're having a setback with this issue with the United States and the conflict in China. They're, they're going to be okay. And, and let's be yeah. honest. Every recession, if you missed it, you always say, man, I wish I could have went back in time and, and invested in Apple, Microsoft, anything, right, and held it. And now we are here, back mm-hmm. in the middle of the storm, and everyone's like, I don't know if I should get it this time, because this time may be different. What are the alternatives? Rashad just told you. Yes, you can rent a house, but would it be wiser for him to have put money into EYL University, the development of merch, the quality of the merchandise to grow, or 
give your money to a bank so they can profit off of it. Please write this down. Every dollar that you spend is either going to make your family wealthy and free or someone else's. There's no in-between. So even when you pay bills, like even the mission of running errands on a Saturday was created by Edward Bernays as a propaganda program to get people to go out in real time every week to buy more when they were not at that time to increase the sales for retail stores. So everyone running errands on Saturdays and I'm like, the traffic is crazy. But look at how much of a brilliant campaign that was to get us to actually spend our money. Because spending is actually throwing away the day in which you can retire early and giving it to someone else's family in advance. So I want us to reframe and reshift the way we look at these companies. But in this recession, a company like NVIDIA, AMD, TSM, which we talked about, which is going to be a key like political chess move that we have to protect. Um, be mindful of how you're spending during this recession, but appreciate the blessing that we have to have this knowledge, to have each other, to be able to bounce ideas off of. Because in 2008, it wasn't there. And then to be able to get rich off investing in some of the best companies in the world. And if I've made you money, please put yes. <laughs> get your tickets to Market Money's Live in New York. And uh, we didn't do that announcement, but maybe we'll talk about it towards the close of the show. Got a couple of surprises. A few. A few. Yeah, and I, I said computing, and I actually left out the EV space, right? So NVIDIA is, is big in that, and especially when we talk about China, a lot of the EV companies that they that are there are using NVIDIA's semiconductors to actually function, to use functions inside of the cars. So, yeah, NVIDIA is one of them companies, man. Put it on your list if it's not. Oh, Amazon. Ta! <laughs> you go this time. <laughs> you want me to go? I already said it's still my stock of the year. I, I'm, yeah. I'm standing on it. I'm standing on it. Um, Amazon, I, I think it's no more. When it comes to the retail space and buying, one of my favorite tests is to always ask people, okay, if you have to buy something right now, what company are you going to go to? So for my entrepreneurs, we talked about media and how to grow media a lot last week. This week, I want you to learn how to identify a problem. So for those of you that are a little bit older, like how we are now, at one point, the internet was not reliable to buy things and then going to a store is really inconvenient. They have created a system and processes where you are able to get your stuff so fast that, that even if I'm traveling cross country, I'm like, hey, I need to order lights for a book. I know it'll be at the hotel for me by the time I get there. The reliability of the brand is one of the things that makes them absolutely special then Amazon Web Services. Then on top of that, even though they're not one of the top players in the space, they do have a media component to their business. Jeff Bezos is one of the greatest executives to grace America's soil, and he's grown that brand. And here's a good exercise. Put trust in chat if when you buy from Amazon, you trust that your package is going to get there. I've ordered from walmart.com before other places. Um, we've all heard the stories of Wish, where you, where you think you'll get a jersey and it looks like something that was made off the Cosby show that Theo wore, right? So the quality is what there. And then, yeah, and, and the, <laughs> that's funny. And then when, when you look at historically where the price has been for the stock, let me pull up the stock real quick. Um, it's only grown in 2020. 
I tried to get the lady to come on, but I, there's a member where her grandmother, no, her aunt has been in Amazon since uh, 2003. So I'm like, what is that growth like? And what does it feel like to hold it? And it was like the best decision she ever made. They've had amazing and incredible drawdowns. But if you go back to 2012, what adjusted for stock splits, they were at $8.49. They're at $127.50 right now. What is the, and then here's the great part about investing in companies. When you're buying these companies, you are literally paying people to work for you and make you money while you do nothing. I've said it before. I like Michael Saylor a lot. And currently he's under attack, as I told you he would be. Go back to the BitBoy episode. Please watch that episode. I think it's one of the top 10 episodes we've ever done. If he would have just had VOO, VTI, Apple, Microsoft, or an Amazon in that portfolio, he wouldn't have the same pressure that he's currently under. Um, Amazon is run like a machine. And, I, and when you look at the competitive landscape, they don't have, Target isn't better. Wish isn't better. Shipped isn't better. Walmart.com isn't better. Alibaba isn't better. They have no competitors around that makes you want to switch. That, they, and when you're talking economic moats, trust is the biggest one of all that you want to have. Um, and with the stock splitting, with people looking for savings, looking for convenience, especially if you're a parent, they're going to have another 20 or 30 year run that I think is going to be unprecedented. And they're moving heavier into the medical space as well, which would give them a huge leg up over most of their competitors. I, th I thought you was going to leave out the medical. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to touch on the media really quickly um, mm -hmm. because it's, it's a big space uh, that they haven't kind of conquered yet, but they're in there, right? So when, mm -hmm. when we talk about media, obviously they have their own shows. Um, they've got live sports. They, they did the deal with the major league baseball, um, but they're coming into the, the, this, 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 this this area that we know, know a little bit about, and, and that and that is in podcasting. Um, so they've seen it, right? They've mastered the audio book with Audible, right? And so now, how do we master the next genre of that audio book? And that would be podcasting. So they're stepping into that space. And over the last week, man, they did something very incredible that no one paid attention to. They put out that Lord of the Rings show. It did twenty five million, twenty five million views, right? So like in contrast, right? What did they pay HBO for? I got to see the numbers on what they paid for. HBO yeah. Max put out uh, Game of Thrones, right? The new one, right? The House of Dragons. House of Dragons. Yeah. It debuted at with 10 million view, 10 million viewers, and then I think the second one last Sunday um, did like 10.2, which is great. You're talking about 25 million people Boy. watched that Lord of the Rings, the, that new show on Amazon. So when you're talking about now streaming, like this is Jesus. they really. Like they can really step into a space because everybody that has Amazon Prime has Amazon on um as a streaming service as well. So you're already hooked in because most people who sign up for it are gonna do Prime and get the two day shipping, but you also yeah. get the media service with it. So can, can I read up a couple of stats? They're, they're poised. Yeah, they, they and, and, and the great part on the media side, the big lesson I want everyone to take away, and I probably shouldn't even say this, but your end goal for your brand should to end up being a conglomerate. Oh, yo, your camera's floating. Is it? <laughs> it, it just went, I, uh, yeah, it stopped now. You good. So I can't talk with my hands. Listen, <laughs> like Lord of the Rings, I can, no. Um, that's a lot to spend on the show. A, can we can we get a, a period piece show that we need to do? Because that's a lot of viewership. Shout out to Zabita. He was walking me through TV numbers. To, to have 23 million people watching one thing 
is absolutely amazing. But if you look, even though they have not dominated media yet, look how long it took Apple TV to get good. Like when I first got the Apple TV box, it wasn't much on there, it was clunky, but over time, they developed it, won an Oscar. Now, whenever they develop their version of Breaking Bad or House of Cards or The Walking Dead, and they have millions of people tuned in, great. Same with Amazon. They're moving into the podcast space. I know Charlemagne and Kevin Hart are doing something with them, so they're getting higher listenership. But when mm -hmm. they have a hit TV show, and we've been talking about the Super Bowl, and I know some people were like, hey, I was talking in the comments, um, this, the NFL will never give up the rights for the Super Bowl to a streaming service. I'm like, what if they offer them $22 billion? Can, can you watch the Super Bowl on YouTube TV? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's part. It's, it's they have like streaming rights, like so. Mm -hmm. YouTube TV. If you're if you pay, I think like the seventy, the the forty nine dollar, the seventy nine dollar membership, you can you can watch yep. the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and, and look at this: the, the share of all online sales in twenty twenty one was fifty six point seven percent of all sales. Just Amazon. That's crazy. Like. Shoddy, Troy, Mike, man, what we need to do to get 50%, 56% of listenership just to be for us or business. Like when you have that much market share, like when people think to buy something, they're literally thinking you're a company. Mm -hmm. I never hear anybody say, hey, I need to go to. And let's be honest, even in 2007 and 2008, going to Sears or even in some cases, Home Depot, I was with Tabidi yesterday. He was doing uh, appliance shopping. Shout out to all the good men that, you know, got to go appliance shopping with, with the wives and stuff like that. Whew. I'm not there yet. Um, but those experiences are not nice. And back in the day when I would watch Blockbuster or go to Blockbuster to get candy, you can literally watch a movie on Amazon, order popcorn the day before, have it, or maybe even have it there the same day, have fun, watch the same amount of shows, and waste less time. And they are responsible for 56.7% of all sales online. That is a legal cartel. Yeah. And, and we, and we spoke about the infrastructure. We spoke about infrastructure in terms of like, hey, they're quietly building. Like every four years, they just quietly build more factories, mm -hmm. right? So now it's not two-day shipping. Now it's same-day shipping. Mm -hmm. Now it's, you know, the next thing is like, hey, your medication will be there in four hours. So like they're quietly doing these things. Yeah. And they're just building and building infrastructure, man. And then wait till they start delivering, you know, house calls and, and doctor visits to your house and they help America get healthier. That's going to be something. And also then if you, they have whole foods, so now they can tell you, hey, you went to this doctor. I know the data is supposed to be separated, but we want America to be healthier because one of the biggest expenses that we have is healthcare. If I was at Amazon, I would position it. Okay, eat healthier. Here's a plant-based lifestyle that everyone can agree upon we need to redo the food pyramid because it's not actually what we are supposed to be eating there was a lot of lobbying that went into that so now you can get your food from whole foods the vitamins from amazon exercise programs on amazon what to listen to to make your life better and all the health and wellness books just in that healthcare space they'll be able to dominate but to have the trust that they do and then amazon web services on top of it it's hard to argue why yeah. like the ad revenue business is on pace to 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 rival uh alphabet if not pass it over the next two years 
those are I mean, those are the one or two. Those are like the, the Drake and J Cole right now. Amazon. So I would say Amazon is well, Google is Drake and Amazon is J Cole right now. Both are great to have. If I'm Lucian, I want both. I want everyone to stop competing about which one is better. It's not about which one is better. It is about which one you should have in your portfolio. And the answer is usually both. Same with real estate. You need business, media, real estate. You need long-term investing. You need short-term investing because now in a recession, um, you need as many revenue streams as possible. I remember when I said maybe two years ago, you need 28 streams of revenue. Everyone's like, hey, you're crazy. And now I'm seeing more entrepreneurs be like, now I'm up to 20. Thank you for telling me because when this recession hits, uh, if you didn't have 12 or 13, you were in a lot of trouble. So um, I think Amazon is one of the greatest companies ever created. And also historically, the retail space has been a horrible experience and horrible to invest in. They've done an amazing job. Yeah. And shout out to Cole. He's on the cover of 2K. Shout out, really? Yeah, yeah. You got the cover of 2K, the Dreamers edition. Shout out to Dreamville. Wow. Yeah. Shout out so, to all right. That, so that's that. We got them all. Montana. So which one is better? And put it in chat. You think Fang is better? Fang's lineup is Meta, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google. Or do you think Montana's is better with Microsoft, Apple, Tesla, Google, NVIDIA, and Amazon? Yeah. Um, put it in, put in chat. <laughs> put in chat. Which one do you think is better? Fang or Montana? Yeah, so Montana, uh, Montana they got uh, they obviously removed Netflix. And the Meta. big, the biggest ones are the Fang has uh, Meta and they have Netflix. Yeah, and those you know, are the two biggest. Montana has Microsoft, Tesla, and N Nvidia because Google, Amazon, and Apple are in both. Yep. So it really okay. comes down to micro Microsoft, Tesla, and nvidia nvidia versus meta and netflix who wins who oh, wins okay, okay hold on we're match what's the lineup again because i'm gonna do my uh stan van gundy after this all right Jeff so van yeah so so, so now you're gonna you're gonna, to, you're gonna to, do your mark jackson to make it as easy yeah. as possible we'll, we'll just do a three on two because the other the other ones are already in it so microsoft tesla and nvidia versus Meta and uh, Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Microsoft would be LeBron, second year with the Heat. Tesla would be Giannis. NVIDIA would be Luca. Or I was going to say Ja. Okay. I'm good with that. <laughs> okay, okay. Met Meta, um, Anthony Davis, when he's hurt. Shout out AD. I don't want no problems. Shout out to everybody in Chicago, right? Uh, Netflix is John Wall. I love you, John. I don't want no problems. I want no smoke. I love you and your family. Shout out to everybody in H-Town. Everybody in D.C. Leave me alone. John, I love you. Um, but used to be incredible, but now they're on the down cycle of their career. John Sally, please provide me some protection from John Wall, please. Charles Barkley. <laughs> so... Yes. Oh, there you have it. That sounds like a, a blowout victory to me. Yeah, I guess I know what we're going with. <laughs> and listen, two tech, two index, no stress. Like I keep saying, like investing is not hard. And, and I was having this conversation with Pierre, like 
nothing in life is really complicated. We as humans make it complicated because we want to stop um, the process of walking into greatness. That's why I always say everything about the merchandise you guys create for the fashion line. You could have had 94 more sayings. It's smart to just stick with one that works. Too many SKUs, too many problems. Please put that in chat. VOO, VTI, Apple, Microsoft. Amazing. On the crypto side, Bitcoin, ADA, Ethereum, pick a dark horse and you're good. The most important thing is to reinvest. Like imagine if, if Earn Your Leisure changed their company name every week and Red Panther changed the name every week, you wouldn't be able to trust it. So a lot of times when you're trying to find more, more advice, more insight, a different portfolio, because let's be honest, if you invest in the VOO, VTI, Apple, Microsoft, as scary as it was, you invest in the Apple, Apple is close to getting back to its all-time high. The Microsoft is setting the world on fire. Um, and we brought you this strategy and mentioned Microsoft, Tesla, NVIDIA, AMD way before these other analysts did. So, Yeah, and even inside of that, uh, Montana, if you think about when we talk about ETFs, I know we talk about XLK. Uh, the technology, Spider's uh, technology uh, ETF. The top two allocations are in Montana, right? So you got Apple and you got Microsoft. And if you talk about XLY, which is it's consumer discretionary, you have Amazon as a top allocation and you got Tesla. So you have the top two in both of those ETFs. So, I mean, if you look at it from that standpoint, I know you're talking about two tech, two indexes, even if from the ETF standpoint, that acronym it's has there. four of the players in those two ETFs. Yeah, I want to give everyone a quick tip. I gave it an invest fest for everyone else. Um, I won't give it out everything. But if you go to macrotrends.net and click on stocks, uh, stock research, it'll tell you the top 25 companies. There's no different. Like, I'll go back to the basketball analogy. Ladies, I know you hate when I do it, so I'm going to make it fast. If I'm picking four or five companies, I want the first five people that are the best for my team. I don't want the 64th best player from Iowa. And I think he could develop into like, whenever you have to pitch something too hard. And this is what I said about fund managers with Bitcoin. Um, same with Kathy Wood. Cause when you put so much time into the media, it makes the research time a lot tougher. Same with Kramer at one point. Uh, Kramer was the hottest thing on earth when he did his show in 2007 and 2008. But when you're working 12 hours a day on media, it's hard to do the research. You don't need a whole bunch of companies. Please write in chat. I only need four amazing companies to bring me an amazing amount of wealth. Great. Saint, Saint, if you look here, Dream Team, we have core members. If you look at the lineup for Earn Your Leisure, they don't have 85 shows. Shout out to 85 South. Right? <laughs> but there's only a few shows. Great. And then now in the next division, you'll do more things. So Please keep it simple. I know it is terrifying and I know it's scary and I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in every week and trusting me, but I'm giving you this information four to six months before most hedge funds are. VOO, VTI, Apple, Microsoft, they're not going away anytime soon. And, and Apple and, and Microsoft haven't even got aggressively into the healthcare space and YouTube or Google, they haven't even aggressively gotten into podcasting yet mark my words in four years google will be the number one record label number one podcast label on earth 
And people don't even know, podcast, the name came from having to listen to it on an iPod. So when we're talking deal structure and having a conglomerate, okay, if, if people are getting deals for 60 million and 50 million for a podcast or show, what do you think Apple is making on the back end having good homework question? How many podcasts does Apple currently have on their app that upload every week? So if I told you I, there's a record label in Africa that has signed 460,000 artists and it's the number one place every one artist wants to be, you're going to be like, let me invest in that. That's what Apple, like Apple's podcast division on its own could be a Fortune 500 company. Spin off iTunes, same thing. Um, they have, like they are a mega conglomerate and the crazy part is when we've had conglomerates in the past that were either oil or gas based or real estate based, people did, were not fans of the brand. The fanaticism may not be the same as it was in 2013 or in 2004 or even in the early 90s, but they have a fanatical fan base that still supports them and buys everything that they release. And I'm one of them. And even though I think Android phones are better, the ecosystem is still a hell of a lot better and camera companies have to be very 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 careful too if apple gets upset enough and they start making Ari alexa quality cameras and films because you can shoot 4k on your phone now so if they have a podcast division and then of course video is going to get bigger what is stopping them from making a camera that can go into your apple tv or your macbook to make studio level content DGI would be in trouble. Ari would be in trouble. One of the greatest companies on earth. Just invest in the conglomerates. Do it. All right. So let's talk about social media. Social media wars are heating up. Uh, Google executive reports that 40% of Google searches are being stolen by TikTok. Um, so which are the two social media companies you would invest in for the next 10 years. And let's talk about what, what is that TikTok stealing Google information? What is that? What's that about? Uh, in, in terms of search. So now when people are looking for information, opposed to going to Google and looking up what's the best restaurant, what's the best pizza place in New York I should go to when I'm in town. People are now going to TikTok and saying, where in the Bronx should I go to get pizza? And uh, shout out to Liz. She explained it. She's like, it's much easier to see a 15 second video about the place and you can feel if the customers are happy versus a Yelp review or text base. So when we're talking, YouTube has a search engine. We have to remember TikTok is a search engine as well. And mm -hmm. the virality that they have, I haven't seen anything like it probably since 2005. Facebook, like you can literally get on TikTok and if depending on how your algorithm is set up, you can, even for me, I'll get on TikTok at night and I'll go through like my little conspiracy channels and right. Did you know that there's other continents hidden behind the ice wall? Right. <laughs> and then I'll go past for an hour and TikTok like, you know, we love you, but you need to take a screen break. And I'm like, no, I don't want to take a break. I need more info. I haven't done that on Facebook. Kudos to Meta. I appreciate you guys. Shout out to Frederick. Shout out to Alvin. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Zuckerberg. I'll be there soon. I appreciate you. But I have not spent that much time on Facebook in years. Like I got locked out of my Facebook account for two months and damn near did not care. If I got locked out of TikTok, I would be calling Chris and anybody I know. 
I may have to make one of them calls the keys made to you when when he had issues with his passport. I'm like, shoddy, please let, let the TikTok gods unlock me, right? So whenever they are publicly traded from an investment standpoint, I would like them. And I like Snap for a swing trade. If I have to pick a second one, I would say that it would be matter, but I would have to get it at such a deep discount. Maybe at the, let me get a price. I mean, I hate to say it, especially when I'm about to have a meeting with them, but it gotta be true. The price that I would love to acquire Facebook at would be like $60.52. That's my low to book price. So so for TikTok, to, I mean, Binance still owns them. Byte Dance owns them. Byte Dance. Yeah, so Chinese also. If we're looking to invest in it, you're saying like that that would be your two? It would be Byte Those Dance. Only two to invest in. By way of having TikTok and then Facebook? Yeah. Okay. What's that ticker? You know? Byte Dance. Uh, While you're researching that, I'll talk about TikTok. Um, yeah, it's definitely a great, it's a great way to find things. And um, I learned that from my son when he was, uh, he like wanted to go to all of these weird places like this snow cone spot and like Coney Island and different burger places in Jersey. I'm like, where are you finding this stuff? And it's like TikTok. And, um, you know, they do reviews. I'm sure you've probably seen it. They do like voiceovers mm -hmm. reviews like, oh, I did this uh, in Philly. Best cheesesteak, top three cheesesteaks in Philadelphia. Um, and it's actually final. something that a lot of people uh, trust. You know, it's, it's interesting because they just trust it just because it's on TikTok and it has a lot of views. They don't even know who the source is coming from. It doesn't even have to be a reputable source. It, it just, if it makes your page, you see it. And you'll just say, okay, so why not? Yeah. Uh, BD so that, that aspect is very, very beneficial for TikTok. That yeah. I think that they have an advantage over everybody else when it comes to that because, like, rooftop spots. And I, I got put on to a few spots like rooftops and different speakeasies and stuff like that um, from TikTok. And SDK for the $500 date idea. Earn well, I didn't sure. get put on. I didn't get put on from ST to SDK. I was already familiar with SDK, but. That is something that could potentially make a TikTok list. Top five steakhouses. Good. Fire. Who does? Yeah. Are <laughs> you love dropping on Valentine's Day? Stay on, tuned. In, in the works. Stay tuned. In the works. Just stay tuned alert. In it has personally been issued. Stay tuned. In I kept telling you, I'm a massive investor. Invest in everything. It's, it's, yo, you. it's funny until it's not funny. It's, it's funny until it's not. Earn your love. Sidebar, can you talk about the importance of having confidence and immediately execution. Cause my thing for my team is like, we got to go from idea to execution within one hour. You guys are great at that. Can you yeah. talk about how important that is? And then how you see that in other companies and what makes you invest in them? Cause even when Apple, they'll come out with an idea, even the idea of having all these products in one phone. Like if we separated these in 2005 and we went to circuit city or something and got all this, there'd be $40,000 for this phone. Circuit city. <laughs> apart um but yeah can you talk about how important it is to go from idea to execution and then how many ideas are you creating per day potential doesn't mean anything um yes. if it's not if it's not realized and that's something that you know i learned early on is that everybody has ideas everybody can talk about this is what i want to do this is what my plans are but very few people can execute it and um you know success loves speed Shout out to Neo, one of the greatest quotes of all time. And it's true. 
So it's like InvestFest come up with the idea and then like, let's do it. Let's do it immediately. Or whether it's Market Mondays, like let's execute and let's put out Market Mondays. Or whether it's InvestFest Europe, like we didn't have like two years to plan it. We had a couple of weeks. All right, let's do it. Um, Fashion Week, let's do it. So that's what's going to separate a lot of people, the strong companies um, from the weak companies uh, is the execution and the speed of execution. Because while you're waiting to execute, somebody else is going to execute or somebody else can come up with the idea. Sometimes they'll steal your idea or sometimes they'll just, you know, some people just have similar ideas. Like it's not like you're the only person in the world with that idea. So first being first to market is extremely important. And that's something that, and speaking about it is extremely important as well, saying it. So it's like, you know, when I was consistently saying that I was a fashion icon, after a while, they stuck. And you have to live just up to it. Just, yeah, they just said it. They just agreed with it. And now we're doing a show at New York Fashion Week. So you'd be surprised what will happen when you just start saying things. Of course, you actually have to like do it, mm-hmm. but um, you don't really get a lot of backlash. Like even when we said we're the king of New York, probably could say that a little bit more. Um, <laughs> Not really a lot of backlash. Like sometimes I think we're scared to say things because we think that it's going to be so yeah. much. It's going to get ridiculed. There's, people's going to look at us. They're going to be saying so crazy stuff. But you'd be surprised, even if people do say stuff, a lot of people will actually agree with you. But yeah. they won't. They will never agree with you if you never say it. Absolutely. So if I never said I was a fashion icon, if I never said that you know we was the biggest. I, we said we the biggest, and everybody just kind of said, "Yeah, you know, why not?" And, and for the people, <laughs> say, let, let, let other people give you your flowers, and that's even interesting because Kanye's been saying that for what twelve years, and people are like I'm gonna give you your flowers and never bring no real flowers. But a person will not give you that position or title. Please write that down. While you're building your business, like as a African American man from East Chicago, Indiana. No one would have, and with my demeanor and particular set of attitude and attributes, whatever said, hey, Ian's the master investor. I had to even teach people how to think about me. And then the episode when Mark Cuban was on, the greatest investor of this era, it's not a shot to anybody. I talk to Trap about this all the time. I'm like, dog, I know you think you're way dope, but I mean, on a fundamental like, that was just a calling card for me because my name is so boring. Um, shout out to my mom because she wanted to make sure I got a good job when I got older, <laughs> right? Um, originally, my mom was going to name me Isaiah, funny story. And then my dad was like, if you name him Isaiah, let Isaiah take care of him. Shout out <laughs> to my dad. That's legendary. The yeah, original That's all. Andrew Tate. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really important to teach people how to think of you. And even though Apple's a luxury brand, they don't say that. So they have more, cause there's a limit on how many customers you can have inside of a luxury brand, but they really reframe with the Mac versus PC, how to look at Microsoft and indie windows products. And at the time it was like, okay, acceptable to have windows. Now it's like, if you have a windows computer or, the, or a computer that's not Mac, it looks, it's looked at a lame as lame. And then it's spread over into the phone. Mm-hmm. So. Be careful in how you target your customer base, but give yourself a title that you have to live up to. That's why, like, when you do the biggest, the fashion icon, same with keys, you're like, hey, I'm a fashion icon. Don't let anyone box you, and you have to train people how to think about you in Apple, Google, 
Microsoft, Tesla has all done that. You, and you, you gotta well. believe it too. You have to believe it. Like I one thousand percent believe. Like when he says these things, I'm like, yeah, he. I know he believes it. That's why I, they're like, yo, you never react when he says these things. I'm like, no, because he really believes that, bro. Like we really believe in the things we're saying. And we have the fearlessness, like, like, like right now. Look, look at the fashion icon. Look, he got the smoldering look to the right, like he's taking a photo. Focus in, focus in, zoom Come in. Come on, here. do it again, Shotty. <laughs> See, notice the wrist. Boy, look at the wrist. Star, <laughs> nah, um, we, it's just a level of fearlessness. Like I said that before. Like we are always in fearlessness, uh, and we're always in pursuit of greatness. And so we do things, and it's like, all right, let's do it. Let's execute on it. Let's make it great. And it's like, boom. While people are still trying to figure out what happened the last time, we already moved on to the next thing to be great with. But you know one, thing, one thing, and, one thing. Oh, I'm, 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 oh, I'm about to give you your whole, my like bad. my Emmy speech. Flowers, bro. Yeah. But, nah, nah. But it is, man. And it's one of those things like we just don't, we never rest on our laurels because it's like, all right, we noticed something else. Let's try something new. And like, that just goes back to like, I remember Max Maxwell came and he told us like, look, that jumping off the porch is the key. Like y'all really are doing this in a dining room, like with cameras and you got lights flickering. You don't care. You just care about the value you're going to add. And it's not that we didn't care. It's just like, yo, we're going to do it because nobody's doing it. And this is what we want to do. We're not looking like, hey, we're going to do this. And what's the backlash going to be? Yeah. Or what are people going to say? People are going to just have to live with it because we're not going to stop. Can you give me the real answer? How many people have you passed up in your careers? Sean, I'm going to tone it down to work by simply executing over the last two years and people who should be ahead of you are not now because they haven't been consistent? Um, I really don't know because I'm not, I, really, I never really looked too much at the landscape. I just work and I feel like I honestly always felt that, you know, we were special. I always felt I was special my whole entire life. And I, I, I listened to, I talked to 19 Keys and I feel that, we had something that we talked about that was very interesting. And he said like, black men don't have um, big enough egos. And that could be something that can catch people by surprise. Cause they're like, oh, you got rappers and everybody's talking, but that's, if you really think about it and you look at historical data and information, like we went to Egypt and we saw like, you know, the Valley of the Kings, you gotta have a very strong self-esteem and very strong ego to build a, a monument of yourself while you're still living. Think about that. Nobody, nobody has really done that in thousands of years. Like, I don't know anybody that's actually built a statue of themselves while they're still living. I mean, it's good on that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if not can me, we, who? Can we call this Gary in the Indiana legislation? But, 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 but that's, but that's, but Dame everybody and Eddie Milton. So everybody looks to ancient Egypt and they want to, they want to say like, oh, this is, they marvel at its accomplishments, but you have to take all sides of it, right? You have to understand that, you know, these people had tremendous egos to have statues and cities and monuments. And they spent half of their, their time on earth mm -hmm. building their, their, their afterlife palace, which we went, we saw, we saw the, the underground tombs. Um, you also have to deal with, you know, nobody wants to have uh, cheap or free labor, which I mean, thousands of people built that for minimal amount of, of money, if any money, if any. because they actually thought that these people were living gods on earth. So, I mean, that's a deeper conversation, but when you really start to think about it and it's like, when you look at people like Elon Musk, 
Jeff Bezos, like these people, their imagination and their ego is tremendously high. You got to have a tremendous amount of ego to say you're going to colonize Mars. Yeah, That's and, not and normal. Man, and for everyone listening and this reference point by ego, he means belief in self, not just like brash, arrogant, yeah, braggadocious. Just, well, yeah. well, yeah. So I think that that's something that, you know, it's a thin line, but yeah, when you see, when yeah. you see people talking about, they want to colonize other planets, when you see people saying that, you know, they want to, you know, live in outer space and they want to uh, solve the entire world's hunger um, crisis, that takes a lot of confidence in yourself to say that I'm one person and I can, I can solve, I can eradicate, I can eradicate hunger on earth mm-hmm. for billions of people. Like these are things that, you know, we, our goal is to try to have an apartment to live in because of the situation that we've been in for thousands of years, our aspirations, our goals and how we feel about ourselves is a lot lower. Mm-hmm. And this is why we're not accomplishing things on a, on a much higher level. So you should be speaking at the highest level. And that's why I love Kanye, because it's like, no matter what you think about him, whether you agree or whether you don't agree, he never compromised his belief in himself. And he, everything that he really said he was going to do, he actually did. He's done it. And I mean, being from East Chicago, Indiana, I remember when he, his single first got played on Power 92 at the time. I don't think Kanye was the top 15 rapper, top 20 in Chicago. He was saying, I'm going to be bigger than Michael Jackson back then. So to see that happen, and like, if you think about it, historically for business, imagine if I told you Steve Jobs had a number one album, four classics, had an adult fashion line, and dominated tech. Kanye has done that. So when he's yeah. saying, I am Walt Disney, I do not know another person that has had a historical music career one of the best producers of all time, t- probably top 50 in rap, most creative. You also have a fashion line that has dominated the footwear space, which is really mm-hmm. tough to do. At Nike and Adidas, now at Gap. Brings the value of these companies up 15x. Helps Kim go from perceived porn girl to fashion icon. He is now a fashion icon and set his children up, that's a hell of a fucking legacy. Created his own school. I mean, he's done, yeah. he's, and, and just for clarification, so ego, I actually Googled e- ego. So the definition is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. So a lot of times we have, we have misconceptions about words. Yes. Ego is not necessarily, it's not a bad thing. You can, you can make it a bad thing, but the, the, the definition of it is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. So that's not that can that's really like, yeah, not it's that that's not even something that you can even take bad or good. It's just it is what it is. So to say you should have a higher ego, or a bigger ego, you should have a bigger self esteem, a bigger sense of self importance. That's the only way to really create big big uh, things that's going to change the world. Is to yeah. you only change the world if you have a big self esteem, big. Uh, self-importance because if not, you don't think that you're even important enough to affect the world. So like, even when I went on a breakfast club two years ago and I said, I told Envy to his face, I said, we're going to go all over the world. We're going, and they was looking, they just looked at me. They didn't say anything, they didn't say yes or no, but they looked at me. I don't know what they thought, but 
InvestFest Europe is a manifestation of that. So I really truly believe that. So it's like, I feel like as black men and black women, but definitely black men, Mm -hmm. our self-esteem has been, you know, so even when you see people that you think are having an ego, that's not really nothing really. Like you're talking Mm -hmm. about a a gold chain or you're talking about a Bugatti. That's not something that's really going to change the world. Like an ego is actually, like I said, these people was actually building hundred foot statues of themselves while they're still living. Yeah. I think maybe the the confusion might be people are confusing ego with narcissism. Like those two things might, it feels like people are walking down that line when like, they're like, oh no, he just has a high self belief himself or there's the narcissist. Well, there's a thin line between narcissists. People say Kanye West is a narcissist. Kanye put a deed on the clock. They're on the clock right now. I mean, it's a thin line between a narcissist. You gotta be a little off to be special. No, but I don't think anybody that's special is regular. Your brain yeah, yeah. has to, yeah, yeah. your brain has to be a little different than an average person. I'm going to say, is he off? It's a question I pose all the time when talking to the team, talking to Christy. Is he off or how we were trained growing up was wrong? And he is a reflection of what he's learned from Bezos, Steve Jobs, Jay, Lucian Grange, Lior, Dane, over well, time, and I, well, and I said, when I, I think, when I, I think he's a reflection of, of what he's learned more than that, that he's off. Because even now, like when if, I say the, off, I'm saying the, the rant, not even rant, but the situation he's in now. I'm not sure if y'all been following, but like he's as Adidas. Like, look, they're on the clock. He put the, all their CEOs up there, the people in charge of of the company. And we talked about it last week. Yeah. The Instagram took it all down, but it was like his his thing is like, look, y'all can't create my brand without me being part of it. And so, and, like, and they've been actively doing it. And they have to actually do it and making replicas of the things that he's created. So yeah, there is going to be frustration with that. And I, it's what he's learned. He knows the business, right? He's just not, they try to, allegedly, they try to offer him a billion dollars to buy him out of the easy brand. He's like, this doesn't even make any sense. I created this brand. And so he's he's learned these things because he's been around entrepreneurs, like all you said, like they replicated in China. Exactly. So even the, the situation with Gap now, so like all these companies, he's put them all on the line. He put like Gap on the line. He's put Adidas on the line. Like y'all not you- just gonna create without me. If if I'm the person that's bringing the value to the company, right? He's I think seventy five percent of Adidas online sales. Se- like seventy five percent of online sales. Okay, now he has gonna- the greater market share than Amazon has of online retail. That's crazy. But- you cut out. Your, oh, I think your, they put you in the your, matrix. Your audio cut out. Am I always, am I here? Oh, you back, you back on, you back on. But but okay. what I was saying too is even even the word off, like I said, how we, it's very important. Language is extremely important. And it's important how we look at language. I don't look at off as being a bad thing. I'm I'm off. Like off is like when you, I look at a straight path. If you off that path, then you're different than most people. So that doesn't, I don't think that that's bad. Like I had really one job my whole life. It wasn't really a job. That's why I never say it. it was. I worked in Target when I was in college. Yo, you was at the community center working. I don't do that. But I'm just saying that's part a of the community. But I'm saying so. Oh, Ian, Ian left. Dunlap is gone. But when I when building I, a statue. When I worked at Target, um, for three days, and <laughs> that's a fact. And I got I got I got fired after three days. But the reason why I got fired, I was going on three hour lunch breaks. I was acting like I I ran. Yeah. Now they fired me. They told me they told me it wasn't gonna work out. But. The bottom line is that 
I was. I never thought you was gonna tell this story. All right, go ahead. Of course, I was off. I was 19 years old, working in Target, going on three-hour lunch breaks, coming in whenever I wanted, leaving, not folding shirts because I never looked at it like I was working there. I looked at it like I just I'm here. So that's not normal. That's off. That's why it didn't work out for me. That's why none of these sports teams that I was ever on really worked out for me because I was off. Don't do that, man. It's okay to be off. Ninth and tenth grade, the team worked out for you. It's okay to it's okay to be off. I'm off. He is off. Every like a lot of people are off. Offset. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's okay to be off. It's okay to be off. I mean, let's take Kanye's deal, and I know we didn't write this down as a talking point, but even with the Adidas deal, if you are, and the point I was saying before I got cut off, if you are driving 75% of all on, that was a stat you said, right, Troy? 75% yeah, of all Yeah, yeah, I believe it's like 75%, something ridiculous, 75% or 70% of online sales. And then now they're telling you, well, and I heard this, uh, shout out to Corey and, and Storm, and I heard this on Joe podcast. They were telling him, well, we don't have enough resources to do your Yeezys, but what we're going to do is going to get a junior designer to remix your Yeezy. And it's like, if I brought all this value here, why would you do that? Number one, please, and I was with Tabidi yesterday, I'm gonna give him credit. You need to negotiate for any market cap increases that you get a percentage of those gains. Number two, a lot of times, even when I rent, it is not out of narcissism or ego, it is to express value. So if he's driving all these sales to Adidas, and at the time, Adidas was dead. Nobody was buying the Derrick Rose shoes. I had them. No had one them. else was buying them. And then Y3, amazing. He surpassed them and almost made Adidas a threat to Nike and brought the value of Gap up when most people were not wearing Gap. And now you want to tell me you're going to cut me out of my deal so you can make my shoe. That would be like if somebody made a Market Monday spinoff and then didn't include me in. I'm like, what are you doing? You cannot do certain things. So please negotiate and have those conditions in your deal and contracts in advance. And going back to the ego thing, I think by design, we are told not to be confident because A, if we as black men are confident, we tend to stay in family, in relationship longer. Our kids have a direct benefit from us being in the household. So when the father's in the house, kids graduate at a higher rate. They have a lot more confidence. Like when, when I see you guys as kids, when you guys see Xander, the joy that they have is a reflection of the stability of a household and parents that love them. So if I tell you not to be egotistical or believe in yourself, and you think less of yourself, you will do less, will provide less, and it degrades the family structure. That's why for me, going being a marketing first, if you study Edward Bernays, who is relatives of Sigmund Freud, who created the entire smoking and sexy campaign and the, the eggs and bacon in the morning, because technically you don't even eat breakfast, right? You're not even supposed to eat technically until afternoon. But if you can condition a people to feel a certain way about themselves, then now you're able to make sure that they earn less, spend more. Now we're going to put you in bad housing projects. Now we're going to send you to jail. And the things that were turned around 
us getting higher prison sentences, being taken advantage of during the mortgage crisis of 2007 is money to lobby. So what you, and I always say it, and I say it again for my Christians, if you are a child of God and you believe the same God that put up the sun, moon, stars, mountains, created you out of that same ethos, how can you not believe in yourself? Yeah. You become, We're the only you community that gets told not to believe in ourselves. It's crazy. You become very dangerous when you start breaking the rules um, of life. Not like breaking the rules as far as like breaking the law, but breaking yeah. the rules of life. And it's like you said, like breakfast, that whole thing is, it was made to support the, the dairy um, industry and the farmers. Um, school mm-hmm. is is built as a pipeline to, you know, working a nine to five job. Um like all that type of stuff. But like, and like I was just having this conversation with my barber and I, I was telling him like, I'm lucky because I like, I went to college and I was an American studies major for the first two years. Cause they, I just wanted to be eligible. I wanted to take the, the, the easiest pathway to get a degree. And then I transferred and they didn't have American studies and I took communications. I said, what's the easiest path to get a degree? Communications, sign me up. I didn't care. Cause I knew that I wasn't gonna, it wasn't gonna matter. Never looked at it like I, I never, I never truly, honestly, never. Interesting. I, huh? I don't know you were a communication major. Yeah, that's interesting for, for you being broadcasting now. That's. But it, but it, 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 exactly. it, it had nothing yeah. to do with it though. Some people might think that, but trust me, not the communications yeah. degree was the, is just the easy path to get a degree. But I honestly, truly believe in my soul mm-hmm. that I would never have to rely on my college degree, and I'm not. Yeah. 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 I, I, mean, I, I was I was the opposite. I, I had I, well, I went to school for something completely different. I went for to be a physical therapist, and realized I hated science. And I was just like, wait, what am yeah, I doing science here? Like I hate science. Kinesiology is not my thing. Physics two is not my thing. Chem two is not my thing. And I was like, wait, I got to find out what I'm good at. And I'm good at working with kids, and and I love sports. So like that's how I, it came into phys ed, which led me. So I, I like I, I know what you're saying, but my thing is like every step for me has led me to the next step. Mm-hmm. And so being a teacher, I never wanted to be in a classroom. I wanted to be through phys ed. I wanted to teach kids sports. Being in a classroom helped me create structure to create lesson plans. Yes. It had me, it had me thinking like, wait, that's amazing. This, this is bigger. This is big. I can now write a lesson. I could do it on any subject. So when the summer program comes around, it's like, oh, wait, we can write lessons. Yo, let's do this. Let's teach this. And so that opened it up. So like, I know your route is different, but like for, and, and maybe there's people who have your route and there's some people that probably has mine, mine as well, but it's like, I feel like every step of the way prepared me for the next step, right? Cause like you said, like right now, people will look at us as like, yo, we're in media, obviously we're in broadcasting, right? We're in journalism. Yeah, like my phys ed degree doesn't help me get here to that point, but every step along the way in, in a way has helped get to this point. Right. By degree, it doesn't make sense, but by steps, it does. But but if you look at it as a business model and at some point, I mean, we're definitely and I said last week that the student loan bubble is going to be like the biggest thing to um, erode. It's going to be like the final nails in the coffin for America as a country becoming a second world country. And so I wasn't upset about the loan forgiveness. I want to be clear about that. Um, But when you cannot write off that debt because that was lobbied for just take look at it as a business model. You pay anywhere 10,000 to 100,000 a year to go to school. You are not guaranteed job placement upon exiting. And if you leave, as long as you pay your tuition, no one really cares and you have no ROI 
for what you're going to get if the college business model does not change i really think that the model of colleges are going to die also if we look at endowments so if we look at like harvard yale stanford princeton i know uh university of texas is getting big um let's i mean the endowment value went from 127.2 billion to 171 billion in one year so now you have to look at these colleges like their hedge funds. So even if you are, you don't have family that's went to college, for everyone that's been like a first generation student going to college, even knowing what to ask and what career path to go down, you're gonna get taken advantage of if you don't know the right questions to ask. So that's why I tell all parents that have kids and if they haven't been to college, you have to be incredibly active to know the business of college to get the most out of it. For me, I love Indiana University. The biggest thing for me that I got from it was the connections. Well, that's crazy that you say that because I just had this conversation. I told you I was with Joe Foy, who's our guidance counselor in high school. And I literally just had this conversation with him an hour ago and I was telling him and he was telling me and I, he was like, you know, I'm like, people are educated on how to get educated. And I think that, you know, before you go to college, you should sit down with somebody and you should look at um, what, are you, what you're majoring in and what's the what's the average salary in that? Because like I said, for me personally, um, a liberal arts degree from a mid-level state school is not something that's going to be beneficial in life. It's not. Um, a communications degree from, like I said, a mid-level state school is not something that you, you're going to be extremely successful in the workforce. It's not going to happen. Um, luckily for me, I didn't care. But that's a rare situation. If you're going to rely on your college degree, you should at least put yourself in a situation where you're picking the right major and you should also be picking a school that's going to be beneficial and not going to, you know, cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. So maybe you go to state school, maybe you go to junior college, because ultimately if you get a master's degree, the master's is the only thing that matters anyway. But I don't know. People, people, they always, they always don't, a lot of people don't like when I start talking about education because they're like, well, you went to college and da 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 da, da. I'm not anti-college. I think it's beneficial. It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't hurt me, but I didn't pay for college either. So mm. you got to look at me like a different situation. I have a full sports scholarship, so I didn't pay for college. So of course I can, I can afford to do things a little differently because I wasn't, I wasn't paying for it. And another thing is, I always knew that I wasn't going to use my college degree. So I didn't really, didn't really care. I was just trying to get through as, as quick as possible. I graduated in three and a half years and I took the easiest route possible and it worked out. And that's not normal. That's not normal. And that's not something that's advisable. I wouldn't advise people to, to do that because nine times out of 10, it's not going to be, you're not going to have the same, pathway that I have and you could yeah. you know potentially hurt yourself most people that did what I do are hurting right now because they have yeah, liberal absolutely. arts degrees if you have a liberal arts degree sociology I'm sorry if you have a sociology degree a psychology degree a communications degree a histories degree an arts degree I'm sorry yeah. it's not gonna be beneficial for you. I'm, I promise you it's not going to, if you don't have a master's degree after that, and even if you have a master's degree, yeah, that's key. <laughs> it's, if you have, if you have an undergraduate, yeah. if you have an undergraduate degree in any of those degrees, I promise you it's an 80% chance that it's not going to be beneficial. Unless you continue education. 
I just said if you have, no, a, if you I, have I, a master's I wanna, degree. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, but even if you have a master's degree, a lot of masters, you got anything. a master's degree in yes, sociology. Yeah, doesn't guarantee what, are you, what are you going to do with a master's degree in sociology? Yeah, that's what I said. It doesn't guarantee anything. Psychology, obviously, you can go into th there's different fields, but, but you, you, gotta, gotta, you still got to go to grad doctor, school. That's a, whole, that's a whole different thing. You could be a school psychologist. School psych school psychologist. Yeah. How was how's that working out? That's a career for somebody. How is it working out? I don't know. I'm not in the field, but I know it's a career. You know what I'm saying? So like well, there are professions in like career. Yeah, I'm not gonna but yeah, I don't I don't want to do that because there's no people, it's not people, it's, it's not about being little I'm not I'm just not, saying that there's people looks, who who their lives. If they was mad reliant, about the AB thing, they're gonna be mad about that. Trust me. There's, look, there's people that are have soci sociology degrees. Yeah that work in sociology programs and awesome. community centers and it's an, it's an important but it's not something that nine times out of ten you're going to be struggling if you want to struggle financially then that's a pathway to take it's okay if you want to be a librarian in today's world where libraries are, are closing and there's really no need for libraries at a certain point it's a it's a noble job is it is it advisable probably not well, Sometimes we just gotta be honest. Not gonna work is relative, right? Cause like somebody's not gonna work is not gonna be yours, right? So like yeah. somebody who is a sociology major, who is a social worker, they may have married a spouse who has taken care of them financially or vice versa, right? So like, we can't say not gonna work. We're gonna say it's 80% chance. I, 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 would, I would probably use the language around Financially, but it won't it won't be the highest paying. It'll be I'll, the I'll, most financially beneficial. Let's not stay on the show. Let's do it. I, I, I'm only <laughs> no. I'm only speaking. I'm only speaking from firsthand experience because yeah. I actually love. I love everybody that listens, and I want to just be beneficial. So this isn't a hypothetical situation. I'm speaking from my personal experience, and I'm speaking from my friends and my family that I see. Most people that I know personally. And I know a lot of people personally from my neighborhood friend, that have college degrees. Most of them are in liberal arts. Most of them, it, it hasn't worked out financially. They're kind of struggling financially. That's just a, his, that's a fact, especially if you're black. I'm trying to avoid, I'm trying to help people avoid a trap. This is a trap. You don't know, you, you're uneducated and you, you're just, you're, you're majoring and majors. What Kanye said, yeah, major that you major ain't gonna make no money. Mm -hmm. the of saying. course, we can have all kinds of hypothetical, what if, what if this, what if that, but nine times out of 10, most people, especially black people are majoring in majors that are not gonna make money. They're going to schools that they can't afford to go to. They're putting themselves in tremendous financial debt and they're getting college degrees from schools and from majors that's not going to advance their future. This is one of the reasons why the wealth gap is the way that it is. It's not, we're going to college, especially black women, they're going to college at a higher rates than any other people. So if education was the key, then you would think that the wealth gap would be closed a lot quicker. It's education not like we're not getting educated, we're getting educated, mm -hmm. but we're still not making any money. What's yeah. why? We're not making any money because the job opportunities, we're not starting enough businesses, the businesses are not succeeding. And we're already putting ourselves in tremendous financial stress by taking out too many student loans and going to schools that we can't afford. So we can we can kind of talk around the problem to try to be nice to people. And that's something that you know we could potentially do. But I don't know if that's gonna be beneficial because right now we're in a very dire situation. And the only way to get out of dire situations is to take extreme measures and to do extreme
things extremely different than what you're currently doing. So if you want to continue the path that we're on, then everybody can continue to do the same things. But I promise you, it's not going to work because it hasn't worked. That's it. My, my final points. Here's the three ways you can get rich for while using education to your benefit. So number one, please write this down. What is the big goal or problem that you're going to solve that at least a billion and a half people need fixed for them? Number two, we are in a new era of education. So I totally agree. And I've been feeling like this since the early 2000s. That's why like most people are not inspired subconsciously to, to go to school or actively participate in parents. Please listen in because it's one of the things that I share and do with Xander. If you don't think that what you're learning is going to have an impact on, in your life, why invest in it? But you're learning the systems of how to learn things. So Mr. Bentley, God rest his soul, uh, U.S. history teacher at Bishop Noel, my junior year, hated U.S. history. But he loved, so, like, you think Kramer's loud? He's five times louder than Kramer. I'm like, hey, I hate U.S. history. How do I get a A or a B out of this class? He's like, easy formula, don't lap. Read the notes that you take from class every day, seven days a week, and go read one chapter a day on the subject. And if you do that, I promise you, you are average out to having a B. In terms of going back to investing, technology stocks. Paid college tuition has gotten too high. There's going to be, and you see it now with Google and Apple allowing certificates. At some point in the next four or five years, you're going to see a university format online where Google, Apple, or Amazon has a full university for one or two years. And when you pass, that will create their own pipeline for new employees in this era. So in every recession, every depression, opportunities pop up. So in 2007, all the Phoenix universities popped up and then those panned out to not be worth as what they were promised to be. But if Apple and Google or either or makes a college or university that teaches you the things that you need to know for this era and they streamline it, look how much more of a workforce they'll have that would drive up their economy and drive up the stock price. And for those of you that have kids going to college, there's only a few areas they should be looking into science, mm -hmm. technology, engineering, write this one down, how to build it like empire building. So B school is good, but you need to find a mentor that has ran or worked at a conglomerate to understand how those work. Because even going to B school, it doesn't give you a significant advantage. It teaches you how to work inside the ecosystem of a corporation, not how to build it. Of course, math and medicine. Anything outside, and then you can add finance to the end, end of that. So it can be STEAM F or whatever. What, uh, so science, technology, <laughs> engineering, empire building, finance, yeah. math, um, medical, and finance. Those are the only areas that your child should go to college for. Anything else will be a waste. And I know some people are going to be like, hey, what about coding? Coding is good. It's something that we need to learn. But parents, please teach your kids this from the ages of seven to 15, and I hate to say it, but if we go through another, they officially announced this recession in 2023, we're gonna have another pullback probably around 27, if you look at the benefit cycle. Around 34, we'll have another one. 
It is not a corporation's job to employ you or take care of your family. That is your job. Our kids, black and brown kids, they need all the skill sets of a 25-year-old by the time they walk into college. I know it's going to sound crazy, but if not, we are going to be underdeveloped economically. We're going to be underfinanced. And the same thing what Kanye was saying about the the venture capital market, and shout out to Ishmaeli. Um, like even if you look in the VC space, black founders, even like Calendly, a great company that I use, they haven't received the same funding that like a WeWork or any Uber has received. Like we have to learn how to build a lot faster since we are already behind. So sure. I think that's that's the key right there. I, I I'm glad that you brought that part that part up about corporations finding inside like they're hiring and then they're teaching right because one of the things about school and like obviously i went to school obviously went to grad school but it's amount of time like i could have i always felt like i could have did this in like a year two years i could have been teaching it right out right out of my sophomore year of college so it's about the amount of time and specific skill set that you have and so we could hone in on the skills and i think that starts even earlier right like even in that high school that's why i think high schools just just needs to be education reform if we could find a skill set or maybe two or three skill sets and have kids work on those skill sets and by the time they get to school, now it's a more concerted effort of like, yo, this is what I'm here for. I'm not here for anything else, right? And get certifications rather than having degrees because degrees mean nothing, right? Can I do the job, right? I left with an education degree. They didn't say like, yo, yo, you can teach. I went to grad school. I'm like, wait, I can't, I'm teaching in a city. I can't use anything that, that I learned in grad school. This is a totally different environment. So I'm learning on the job, which is, like the most beneficial thing, like when they put you in front of something, how will you respond? And so like learning skills and teaching skills, and I guess certifications with inside of an organization or creating your own organization, you could do both. I think that probably is like, that encompasses everything, right? If I'm doing it on my own while I'm learning from a space and I'm getting certified to do it, it allows me to actually critically think and now create on my own as well. Yeah, and I know people clown me like online for the, Yo, you got to read 300 pages a day. And, you know, it's funny when I see like that or 100 pages a day, but it's like, okay, great. Everyone always asks me. Um, I just did David Shannon's podcast the other day. And he was like, how did you learn this stuff? I'm like, reading and watching the market all day. Like, Trevor Rashad, even backstage, Market Monday's live, investor. Before I'm going, I'm looking at the charts the entire time. So for my parents, I am begging you, if you do not teach your, your kid, some of these skill sets because everyone is a corporation from the moment you're born and here's how you know how as soon as you are born your social security number is leveraged on the stock market for liquidity for the united states of america so whether you choose to be in business or not and i said at invest fest everyone trades time for money and as soon as you're born you are a business owner harvard university's endowment is currently at 42 billion dollars right now to give a comparison ford's annual revenue is 127 harvard is in one location ford is worldwide so to show you how big of a business the education space is that should give you some context but yeah we definitely need education reform but it has to happen with the inside of our houses our communities because it's not the job of the government to do it. And to be very honest, they're in bed with the colleges as well. That's why they lobby so hard. So you can't write that debt off. Um, and that's why I say like, even when people are asking for complete loan forgiveness, 
that would be the equivalent of you asking Bank of America or JP Morgan to wipe away your mortgage just because. College is a revenue driver for it. And it's the only one that you cannot discharge. Please be careful. Learn, please study, follow the blueprints, come to Market Mondays Live, come to Invest Fest Euro. And this is why it's so important that we teach these lessons to you guys early because I want us to catch up and eventually close that racial wealth gap, even though we're, we're getting down to the last deadline. We may have two or three more years before it's over with. Final call. Hope did that. So uh, you have to can we just say, that. can we just say one more question quickly? Yeah, we um, the S&P 500 is down 17% in the first 169 trading days of 2022. The worst fourth start in history. What should we do to prepare to take advantage of this or are we doomed? And then we could, we can end with that. Um, man, time went by so fast. Uh, I, I miss y'all. I've enjoyed, uh, <laughs> I want to keep going. Um, number one, please write this down. Pick the four companies that you want to invest in for a lifetime. So I've told you my four VOO, VTI, Apple, Microsoft, if Apple ever falls number one, just pick number one or number two. Number two, you have to learn how to swing trade. So that either lasts for a 90 day period, 30 days, 120 days, you have to have money moving for you regardless of how the market goes. Cause let's be honest, if you want to invest fast last year or this year, I've given you the targets. Troy's hit some big targets. I know Bam has hit some, Rashad has hit some, Trap has hit some. Your job as an investor is to be able to make money in every market. Whether the market is up or down, if you even if you go back to episode 70, I gave you this blueprint. Whether the market is up or down, you should make a lot of money. And then when the market is down, you should make even more. Please write in chat, volatility is your friend. And then number three, the final infinity stone of the Holy Trinity. You need to learn how to short-term invest. So if the Dow falls 523 points, that's a target you can write down. You need to know how to ride that down and take advantage of it. If I can be very honest, every, this entire season, the market has been dropping. I've hated it in my long-term account, but I loved it on the trading side. I've had some of my best days in the last five years, this year with consistent falling. Shout out to all the Forex traders. Shout out to everyone that's trading crypto. If you're shorting to the downside right now, you're making a killing. So like hypothetically, if you trade 15 contracts, which costs 500 a piece in the futures market, and you get 523 points in one day, you make $39,225. I don't know about everyone else. Is it not worth learning, putting time into the market to learn how to do that and be happy when the market falls? Or do you want to leave it up to someone else and hope that if you get a African-American studies degree that you'll be able to make the money that you want? <laughs> Shout out to everybody who had African-American studies. Shout out to IU. Please. But they, they told me when I came in, like, don't do that. Like, I know you black, but you don't even like African-American studies that much to even want to go down that path. Don't do it. My <laughs> job is to guide you, right? Down the right path. <laughs> I love it, people. But even with that, it's like, okay, great. Why are we not taught the history? And even going back to, to Egypt and Neil deGrasse Tyson said this, like, our people were so amazing that we created pyramids, buildings, sphinx, and then when they asked how it's constructed because it can't be duplicated, they're like, the aliens did it. E.T. came from 
seven light years away and constructed this, but never constructed it anywhere else. There's a lot of, going back to the, the ego or legacy, those statues were erected. Pause, to all my New York people. Um, no, I was, no, we got you. Thank you. <laughs> Whoa. To, hey. to show Whoa. legacy Spicy. and um, to solidify so your history is not erased. I want you to put in chat, what is your history going to be to yeah. your family? What is your history going to be? And now in this recession, even though it's tough, and don't, don't get me wrong, I hate it every morning when I see people are panicking and there's a lot of fear out there, but I am really damn proud that from 2008 through now, I've been so dedicated with this. And same with them. I feel like you guys have had Earn Your Leisure for nine years. Truck you've gotten. I've seen you guys pass, a, and I would listen to podcasts probably since 2010, religiously. You guys pass up a lot of people. And it's people that I love, like, gotten hotter than Lewis Howes and um, John Lee Dumas. There's a lot of people, especially being black, where it was like, let's be real, four years ago, it was like, okay, any black dudes hosting anybody, y'all better be urban as hell because you're not going to hit top 50 on them charts. Talking to Tabidi, he like, hey, do this, do this. Love the team. Like, even for Market Mondays, we haven't even went, we haven't even built a set yet for Market Mondays. Or national PR, national ad. Shout out to Ernest. We're going to make something happen. Um, <laughs> but to see the growth and just impact of how many people we've helped. And that's why I, I always want to tell the audience, thank you. But I, I don't know an investing show that has made its people as much money as the show have for free. You got to stay locked in. So just continue to invest. Long term, if you don't like the four picks that I gave, find your four. Now, as an investor, let me give you one of my favorite questions. I always ask myself to get an edge. What is the problem in the market that I see? And what collection of companies can I put together that will give me a return that no one else will have? So when I created two tech, when I was with Trap, he was like, Ian created that formula. So if you buy two tech, two index, it's impossible for you to lose money. Yes, that's why I created it. But if you have your own formula, or if you want to mix four crypto and four stocks, make your own formula. But you need a tried and true formula that you're going to stick with for a 10-year period. In this recession, what to do to take advantage of it? Be happy that we're coming off these highs. Be happy that inflation is going a little bit higher as an investor so you can get some of the companies at amazing prices. And if I made you yet money, please put yes in chat. I need to get some yes in chat shirts. Put, put yes in chat. Yes yeah. in chat. African American studies. Shout out to all my communications and liberal arts majors. Yes, I'm, in, I'm, real I'm, fast. I'm with you. I am you. That's a fact. That's a fact. I, King, King I, Ramsey, I am you said like college. I, I was trying to think of, uh, of of the ruler of the time. King Ramsey said so everywhere we went, we kept seeing King Ramsey the second. Well, he was said that they said that he was the greatest king. The greatest king of all, yeah. Pharaoh. I was he also to... he also had 82 wives. That's a different that, that's, that's a different conversation. That's another that's like, a different crazy. show. That's different a different show. show. Earned. Everything earned. Um he was the greatest those. king. Yeah. Solomon, they said, had seven hundred wives. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. King Ramsey the second. Do you research so like on mathematically? Just throwing like it out if there. Five hundred dollar date. <laughs> <laughs> Everything earned, ladies and gentlemen. But they said his favorite wife was Cleopatra, I believe, right? Ramsey? Or Nefertiti. 
Nefertiti, mm. I believe. I, be, I believe he said his, oh, his, man. His, that was his that was his favorite wife was Nefertiti. I believe. Mm. I believe so. Very um, yeah. Egypt. Egypt was a very good trip. That yeah, just education on top of education, and then you get to see history in front of you, and you can realize how much has been stolen from this history. It's just one of those moments in life that I encourage everybody, if you haven't been, please go visit uh, the Pyramids of Giza. Go visit the uh, Valley of the Kings. It's it's one of those life-changing moments. But also, um, like I said, I had to think about this, but I don't know anybody that's ever built a statue of themselves while they're still living. I've never seen that in, in modern time. But what they're doing now, what, what and Jalen Rose said, what people give charity nine times out of 10, it's not really that they're, it's not really that they're giving charity because they, they genuinely, especially on a high level, that they really care about or something, but it's more self-fulfillment. So now when you see wings of hospitals named after a person, when you see a library named after a person, when you see a school named after a person, that's like the modern day statue if you really think about it. Because it's like if you could have a whole wing in Harvard named after yourself while you're still alive, that's that's impressive. If you can have a whole, you know, opera house named after yourself because you gave the $20 million. That's like, a that's like the new way of actually erecting statues of yourself. Um, it's like when they give presidents to libraries. Exactly. Yep. So, um, so that's, that's become like the new statue, but it would be interesting if somebody actually um, built a statue of themselves while they're still alive to see the feedback that it would get. You going to do it? Uh, um, I'm going to get a lot of flack. Oh, I'm gonna get a lot of flack, but I'm gonna love it. <laughs> where, where's it. Where you gonna put it though? Like what? What part of the world? In East oh. Chicago, Indiana. Yeah, I got put it. I got yeah. I got put East Chicago. And then maybe like like every month, you know, it'd be like a little giveaway bag out there. You go out there and get some money. Well, I think I think our high school. I, I was telling um, shout out to my guy Jamal on the school board. Uh, our high school's name is Woodlands Woodlands High School, and I think that it should be uh, called EYL High. Um, and I just don't see. I don't see the argument why it shouldn't be yeah. because it's not like Woodlands is named after anything like Woodland. That's not a historical figure. That's nothing. That's just Woodlands. It's just like wood in the land. Like that's nothing. It's a geographical description. Um, and I think area. we could do some dope stuff with that high school too. Like we could have it like really lit, like have it with the sports uh, program, super dope, have people come in. <laughs> TV time out. Let's go to Pizza Hut real quick. Or an amazing sponsor named Ally. <laughs> so it's something to think about. Why man. not? Yes. But it I'm, I'm looking forward to see Ian. I'm looking forward to see how tall it's going to Because that's another thing, too. It's got to be. These people were making statues like 300 feet tall. So it's like that's another thing too. How how tall your statue is says how you how how much you think about yourself. Because you can have a five foot statue, ten foot statue, but when you start building a hundred foot statues of yourself, like you're building, so like when you say you're building, you're funding it too. Yeah, like that's what people, they did. That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah, they did. Yeah, that's yeah. What they, I'm saying like people can build statues in your honor. Like no, Steph no. got a statue in China. Stefan Marber. Yeah, they built a statue. Oh, they, they did. They, they, they lost did. Stuff. But he didn't, you know what I'm saying? He, like, didn't, build he didn't build it. But that's also a life-size statue. But that's crazy. No, that is crazy. He's from Coney Island. It's extremely impressive. But that's a life-size. Well, Staples Center. That's what I'm, I was thinking about these, like Shaq has a statue out Staples there. Center. Magic got a statue out there. Yeah. But yeah. they didn't build it. But they didn't build it for it themselves. It was built in their it honor. It was built mm -hmm. in their honor. Right. Does Trump, did Trump do that? And they're sports figures. I haven't mm -hmm. seen, do you, this is this is a good look, research look, look, for anybody. I'm going to be next, for the, Go ahead. Next week, let's, 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 let's all do this research. Outside of sports centers, 
sports figures in modern history, if there has ever been a statue of a living person that's not a sports or entertainer. Living person. A living the person while they're still yeah, living. Right, right, right. I, I'll, be, I'll be very interested to, to notice. I can't think of any. Even Trump ain't even do that. I feel like he did. Trump? Did I don't, he? Nah, he named he build, a statue? buildings after himself. Like that's, there might be a statue too in the building or something. Nah, I don't think he did a statue. That's <laughs> level. That's legend. In the lobby. I feel like he would do that. That's like, legend. Put it right in the lobby. If he did do it, it's extremely legendary. I don't think he did that. I don't think I don't think anybody has a statue of themselves if they're not at Staples Center. Google's your friend, bro. You know, Google this. I mean, yeah. if we're going off impact and most money made and opening up a lane for black people to be able to talk about investing. And I'll statue me about tall as Snoop was when he was walking through <laughs> New York being disrespectful, crushing them buildings. Uh, I think put a quick Snoop. fix to that, boy. Shout out to, but the Valley of the Kings is very impressive, man. That really opened my eyes. Cause just to see, like, it's just very, very impressive to see. And it's just really, really, it puts it in perspective. Like, you know, like to build a pyramid, you gotta be a special kind of person to even think about something like that. Pyramids is crazy, like, and it, like, it's illmatic. Who's oh, that? we forgot Philly. Who? Um, what's his name? Sylvester Stallone got the joint in Philly. Entertainer. We said athlete, but he's playing a boxer. Athlete or Athlete or entertainer. Arnold Schwarzenegger, entertainer. Entertainer. Well, governor. Well, that statue's a, a bodybuilding statue. <laughs> the governor. This is a. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's anybody. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody. Even 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 uh, Steve Steve Jobs. I don't think he had a statue while he was still alive. Apple almost act like they forget he made that company. Hmm. Yeah. No flags yeah. on Steve. Somebody gonna, somebody gonna send us something. Somebody's gonna make a statue. <laughs> <laughs> They're working on it now. Where is my statue? Commission my statue. For real, please. Hey, if I got anyone I can build one. Bronze is okay, but I prefer marble or something. For so. <laughs> marble, to get to working on it. Oh, I want to give my love to everybody in Jackson, Mississippi. Shout out to my guy J Mac. Um, that yeah. crisis, that yes, water yes, crisis yes, that's yes. going on there. Yeah. Shout out to Deion Sanders. Shout out to um, the whole city of Mississippi. It's extremely, extremely, you know, disheartening that in 2022 we still having these issues, but hopefully it can be resolved quickly. Um. But yeah, six days already. No, no water, no toilet, no. And it, the the issue has been going on since 2020. It says really been happening since 2020 that they really haven't had drinking water. So like people from Jackson, um, 150,000 people, man. No water to flush, no water to drink. It's been bottled water or boiled water, which is making it tough now because they can't even get water to boil. So prayers up for everybody in Jackson and obviously Jackson. Uh, they had a, they had a game today, so I think that they might be back. Cause they, the, they, the team, they, yeah, they had a game today. Yeah, home is it game. home? Yeah, it's home game. Okay, so I think they might be back. I'm not sure, but um, if this yes. happened in 2001 and someone from the Middle East did that, that would be called an act of terrorism. I I don't think it's accidental that a city with 83 percent black people mm -hmm. uh, ends up going through an issue like this. This would not have well, happened it, in California or it only happens in it might happen in California, but it'll be a black neighborhood. Yeah. It only happens in black areas. It's Flint, Michigan, mm -hmm. um, Jackson, Mississippi. Yep. Um, I mean, I yeah, they don't they don't have it doesn't happen in neighborhoods that's not black. Yeah. So 
It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. And it's a the it's a bigger issue. Um, so I was I was just doing the research on on the mayor. So Mayor Lumumba uh, from Jackson is really like a political issue in the sense where, so Joe Biden had the the landmark infrastructure bill, right? That was embarked for money to go to disadvantaged neighborhoods and underserved communities like Jackson. But the funding, right, once it gets to the state, has to go through the legislators. So the legislators decide where the funding is going to go. And so they've he's had an issue with some of the legislation because they want allegedly in his his lawsuit they want the airport back the state wants the airport back from them and they're not willing to give it and so when it comes to funding things like the water plant in jackson they're like all right well we'll do it when we can obviously this crisis happened because of flooding but it was a crisis that happened in in, in 2020 because of the temperature at first when the, it was just too cold and the pipes got eroded um, and so people have been dealing with this treatment facility problem for over two years, mm -hmm. right? They, they, for there in 2020, there was six weeks when they didn't have water. Like no, it didn't make any news. But people are living in these conditions, man. So it, yeah, on a, it's a it's a huge issue, but it's also a very political issue, and that's why it's important. Like when we say like yo, you really should know who you're voting for or who you're putting in place. These are those those, those type of situations, and obviously we know the history of a, of a state like Mississippi. It's tough. It's tough for all black community in, in a state like that to um, to overcome some of these issues. So they they gonna need our support. One last thing about Egypt: you gotta have a very strong self esteem to build a statue of yourself, but you gotta have an out of this world self esteem to build a thousand foot statue of yourself on a lion's body. That is the ultimate. That Sphinx situation. That's what it was made after. I forgot what Pharaoh, but they the, the lion is like strength, strongest animal. So he, he to even think that you're gonna have something that's thousand feet, maybe even bigger than that, and you're gonna put your human face on a lion's body while you're still alive. Mm -hmm. That that might take the cake. That might take the cake out of anything that's ever been done in history. What you think? It's up there. We want Jeremy? to go to the Anunnaki talk, or we want, we want to save it? We'll save that. We'll save it. We'll save it. High-level conversation. High-level oh, conversation, yes. We'll save that. Yes. That, that's the proper place. Yes. <laughs> yes. Shout out to Nike. Throw away all your history, then you can't have the secrets that teaches you how to empower yourself. Go, go back and, and study some of that history. I think it's really interesting to understand why they... Uh, created those structures and the symbolism behind it. And then even for hieroglyphics, uh, give credit where credit is due, due polite said it. Like many years ago, they took hieroglyphics and, and morphed them into emojis and monetized even the, the look of hieroglyphics in corporate America. Go study their history. I mean, they, they commercialized everything. They got, they got a casino. <laughs> they got a casino the, in Las Vegas Luxor. called Luxor with a white person's face on, on the Sphinx. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they just, they just, yeah. it's actual depiction of the actual pyramids of Giza. Cause it was literally originally in gold. It was gold coated. Yeah. And so that's why the hotel looks like that. I mean, yeah, you got, um, a city named Memphis in Memphis, Tennessee named after Memphis in Egypt. Um, I mean, we can go on and on about this, a bunch. but, uh, yeah, bonus. The history will be a bonus. See? Market Monday's bonus. 
Uh, Market Mondays live at Madison Square Garden. Talk to him. Um, very important talking about history. Uh, we talk about history and historical moments. This is up there. This is up there. Uh, first time ever financial literacy sold out Madison Square Garden. Um, not to be looked over or not to be taken lightly. Extremely important moment in American history for sure but also an extremely important moment in world history. I'm not just, I'm not joking when I'm saying this, because when we went to Nigeria, when we went to, um, you know, Jamaica, when we went to London, and they're telling us that they're looking at us for leadership and that we're inspiring them and that we're educating them. So this movement is not, it's, a, it's, it's something that's going to be historically documented as something that changed the direction of America, but also something that changed the direction of the world. I saw it firsthand, firsthand. This, this is people that's telling me this. I'm not, I'm not telling them this, they're telling me this. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, we're headed to London for InvestFest Europe on October 31st, Halloween, Royal Albert Hall, the most prestigious yes. venue in the UK and one of the most prestigious venues in Europe another historical moment never been done before, especially by anybody that's black. Um, this is historical moments in time. We're living in a very historical moment and don't miss the moment. InvestFest was a, a moment in history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't miss the moment because you never know if it's, if, if it's going to happen again, anything can happen. So when you have an opportunity, you have to be there. So market Mondays live encourage everybody to do that. Um, the tab is on our website. And InvestFest Europe encourage everybody to do that. The tab is on our website. And Fashion Week, um, another historical moment. Yeah. Shout out, so shout out to our partners, United Master. Shout out to the people over at Ally. Uh, we want to give you all a great choice. If you're looking to bank or invest, Ally is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service and relentlessly focused on doing it right for both customers and our communities. Ally is giving away or giving our Market Monday viewers a special offer at ally.com slash EYL so that you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter most to you. Again, that's ally.com slash EYL. For everything we need, we're all better off with an ally. Securities, products, and services are offered through Ally Invest Securities, LLC, member of FINRA, SIPC. Shout out to Ally. And shout out to Detroit. We've got to shout out to Detroit. Shout out to our boys out in Detroit. Ken, shout out uh, Chill. Uh, we had a good time. We, we, we were, they showed us around the city a little bit. Shout out to my, my man Mario over at uh, Shinola. Jalen Rose. Jalen uh, Detroit, man. So much love out there. So much love out Speaking there. Speaking of schools, Jalen Rose is raising $10 million for his school. It desperately needs help. They have a gym in their cafeteria. They don't have uh air conditioning system in half of the school. It's a charter school. So the charter schools are not funded. The building and transportation is not funded by the state. So the building and, and transportation has to be funded by private money. He has Steve Ballmer there the day that we were there, which that was crazy. Um, so long story short, maybe we can start some some level of a campaign because it's, it's very important. And um, he's doing great work in mm -hmm. the city of Detroit. So, yeah, yes, we'll yeah. talk about that. But yeah, we'll get there. I mean, it's important. Legendary person. What he's doing is is historic. The fact that he's doing it a mile away from where he grew up makes it even more incredible. The fact yes, that he yes. turned the elementary school into a full functioning nine through 12 high school, incredible. The graduation rate is incredible. 
but he needs help. Um, and so we're gonna do what we can. We'll, we'll figure something out. We're gonna figure something out. And I actually have a video I'll I'll, I'll show what you in um uh, about market Mondays that happened in uh at Jalen Rose's school. So yeah, shout out to Jay Rose. Um legendary situation. Yeah. I know I right. talked about it last week, but next week, please tune in. I got two mega bonuses if you come to Market Mondays Live. I will do it at the top of show. I'm learning. Hook him in for next week. So tune in <laughs> next week. Two amazing bonuses, one of which I've never done before or given away. Um, it's going to be really good. It's going to be really good. Going to help you guys even more, make more money during a recession. Uh, new version of Sniper coming soon. Tune in next week. I'll show you how to get access to it. And one other amazing bonus. Man, let me just do three amazing things next week. Three. Get, get your tickets. That's it. Love it. That's my number. Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hey, happy New Year to all everybody in education, to all the teachers, to all the staff, to all the custodians, all the uh, teachers, aides, monitors, all the students. Happy New Year. Let's have a blessed year. Let's have an amazing one. I know the pandemic was rough, um, and so this is like the first kind of full year that we're back into the swing of having things kind of the way they were. So hopefully everybody has a healthy and a blessed year. Shout out to all the educators. Love y'all. Peace. Peace. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.